I'm watching W. W? Yeah. With Josh Brolin. Oh, no, it's shit. a movie. Yeah, it's a biopic. Josh Brolin. And um, what's uh what's the what's the woman from Zach and Miri make a porno? What's that woman's name? Elizabeth Banks. She's in it. Interesting. She plays Laura Bush. Laura. Yeah. It's good. It's very good. It jumps back and forth between like him being, you know, like in college and then during his dad's presidency and then his oh, presidency. Shit. So it kind of jumps around. It's oh, very good. Cool. Yeah, it's very good. Big fan. Nice biopic. Yeah, yeah. Colin Powell and shit and fucking, you know. Candelise arrives. Exactly. And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we're back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, November 28th, 1.35 p.m., episode 98. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. The best part about the whole deal, it's all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I am Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, uh, another listener request. Shout out to Officer Brian for this one. We're going to be talking about uh, Brian. Joe Biden. Um, not president-elect, but still his, uh, his, we'll be talking about his gun policies, some of the stuff that he's got on his website, and yes. what we may or may not see coming forward if we do indeed get a Joe Biden presidency, as the situation looks like we will at this point. Uh, we'll do that. We got, uh, we'll just, we're going to be slowly working our way through the biden agenda over the next uh, couple weeks to the end of the year and all that good stuff yeah and uh so yeah we're gonna start there today and then we're gonna kind of we got some other stuff that we'll we'll probably get to eventually but the kraken the kraken kraken for a little bit yeah the, we're talking the, about some the little baby squid kraken yeah yeah exactly uh no sydney powell um president trump's one of one of president trump's attorneys has been talking former. for former has been talking probably for like 10 days or so two weeks about the kraken specifically releasing the kraken um which is supposedly sworn testimony from individuals about the formation and design of the dominion voting systems and then it was designed during the hugo chavez era um to be used to as i listened to it and i think that I'll draw some lines. I think that what she said makes sense if you're like, yeah, if you expand it, it makes sense. But if you just pick it apart like the media did, then she just sounds like a crazy person talking about a dead guy. Um, But that's not what happened. So we're talking about that um, and how the Dominion voting systems could potentially were potentially designed to be flipped and used to sway elections. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, we have our hills to die. I don't know if you picked a hill Indeed. to die on this week, so I have mine. Uh, we're if talking, I haven't, I will by the end of the episode. We're talking about sports because we have the fantasy playoffs coming Woo! up here. I think this is week 11, Yeah, I think. Um, and then we have next week is week 12. Week, and then uh, this is – so the week that we're currently fighting in yeah. is week 12. Word. So then next week – rough week for me next week is the last week until yeah. the playoffs i think i pulled out um, a w last week 14 15 16 yeah because we have three ass. three weeks of playoffs so there's only two games left in the regular season of the league of 700 dollars 
and then we are in playoff time. And it's single elimination. No fucking around. Bro, you're projected to get your ass whooped this week. How do you feel about that? Oh, I had a, projections don't mean shit to me anymore. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. Ezekiel Elliott, excuse me, did fuck me over. He did fumble for like the fifth time this year. In our league, every fucking year I do this, it fumbles really bone you. If yeah. you fumble the ball, it's minus one point. But if it they hurts. lose it, it's minus two points extra. And every time I forget to change it in the offseason. So it's three points if you lose a fumble, which just really fucks you. And so... Yeah, we got a very... Uh... Eclectic rule set, don't we? Yes. Just from what I've been able to it glean is from you. Savage is what it is. Yeah. I made a really oh, hardcore. Yeah, it's savage. It's hard. Um, yeah, it's crazy. The first year I fucked up and did like for passing yards for quarterbacks. So like the way that it is now, one point for every twenty-five yards. And the first year that I did it was one point for every ten yards. And so you had quarterbacks getting like seventy points and shit. It was crazy. The scores were astronomical. The season was ridiculous, but I didn't realize that I had fucked it up to like three weeks in. And I was like, why are all these scores so high? And Whoops. that's why. Yeah, so that's my bad, but it's fixed now. I gotta figure something out with trades. We got stuff to figure out. Yeah, we got stuff to it'll be a refinement year. This is a yeah, this is our rebuilding yeah. year, right? As far as the rules go. Next year, I think that I might want to try and like live stream or take video of the draft process and like cut assault on the streets video of the draft. I think that would be fun. Hard yes. Yeah, we're going to release that on our social media, obviously. It'll be on the website, Salt of the, Street, Salt of the Streets. We'll have clips of it on the Instagram at Salt of the Streets. We'll have it on the YouTube at Salt of the Streets, obviously. Fuck Facebook. Facebook at Salt of the Streets. Um, personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter. Salt of the Streets on Parlor And at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. He's a Big Bird Afi on all those things. Facebook. Or fucking fuck Facebook. Salt of the Streets.com. All of this stuff is on there. Everything. Um, pictures of this mustache, Movember things. The day that this comes out will be, is it the, the first? Is it the 30th? Yeah, November yeah, 30th yeah. is Okay, Sunday. so the day this comes out, if you're listening to it that day, you still have time if you would like to donate to Movember. If not, make sure that you're checking in with people in your life, the men in your life, to make sure they're taking care of themselves. They're getting prostate exams. They're getting testicular exams. They are checking in with mental health professionals and checking in with their family to make sure that they are good to go. One of the yeah. big things that Movember is hitting on in the last few years is suicide, men's suicide. It's, it's a big deal. As much as the left doesn't want you to know it, middle-aged white men commit themselves at, I mean – a ludicrously higher rate than any other segment of the population. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and so... Is that a weighted average with our population? I would imagine. I don't know. Um, Just because, you know... The numbers the are... I mean, it's like three, four times as often oh. as any other group that... Yeah, it's... I mean, those those are the people who kill themselves as middle-aged yeah. white men. Like, that's just essentially how that works. Oy. Anyway... The point is, make sure the men in your life are taken care of. Make sure you're taken care of them. Make sure that they are taken care of themselves. Movember.com, Movember Foundation are doing great things. We lost Thank you for uh, Alex Trebek this year to uh, pancreatic pro- cancer. Yeah, pancreatic cancer. Yep, yep. That's that was stage four prostate. pancreatic cancer. Um, that was just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings played last game with some custom fucking Alex Trebek cleats on. Those were sick. He said, we'll miss you, Alex. I used to watch Jeopardy with my mom and grandma all the time growing up. That shit was crazy when my grandma moved out. Jordan and I got together. Um, she would come over and I would watch Jeopardy with my mom all the time. Nice. That's, yeah, we used to watch Jeopardy all the time. Watching Jeopardy at home was a fun time. You know, it was, we used to watch it on the ships a lot. 
um, ah. depending on who was around and stuff at night. And when it would finally come on, there'd be a gang of people out there, and we'd all be screaming at the TV, trying to, you know, everybody trying to one-up each other, trying to get the right questions, not the right answers. I've heard that Ken Jennings is going to be the interim host. Hmm. Until they pick a permanent one. Do mm. you remember who Ken Jennings is? No. Ken Jennings holds the record for the longest streak on Jeopardy and like the most amount of money. Oh. Made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That fucking guy. Yeah, he needs to be taken out of the circuit, man. He's, he's, <laughs> it's like, so, he's a ringer at this point. There was another guy that had another streak that I think maybe earned more money than Ken Jennings but wasn't mm-hmm. on as long as Ken Jennings. I think he just bet like crazier. But – I believe Ken Jennings still holds the record for the longest streak on Jeopardy. Um, yeah, so he's going to be like the interim host. Ken Jennings is the interim host right now. He Word. is the interim host. Um, so they actually Did they run out of Trebek episodes? He's announced that, that they're the, he's the interim host, but he also tweeted, so this is just a fun you know, extra thing for you. He also tweeted just a few days after he was announced to be the host, uh, nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. Is what he tweeted. Is, is that a picture? Of, did he have a picture of Alex Rebecca or something when he nope, said that? Just, just random? Wow. Nice. Way to go, Ken. Wow. The things that, I think he's from Washington. I think that he's from Washington don't, State. No. Doesn't, not important. We don't need that. We there don't need are that things, kind of... Ken Jennings, that you can't say once people are paying attention to what you're saying it's i've had like several oh. people in my life especially when they're talking about like like the language that we use on podcasts you know people are gonna like know about it but like people listening like oh are they are people listening to this is that what the intent of this is is that why we're recording this and continuously putting it on the goddamn internet for people to listen to it of course i am i am dangerously aware of the things that I am saying and the fact that people are listening to it and that 30 years from now they could potentially be pulling this while I'm sitting, I don't know, in the Senate or some shit testifying about whatever and they're like, why would you ever say something like this? I'm like, I was 25? I don't know what to, like, that's... I don't want to live in a world where in 20 years from now, if you're making a Senate run or you're running some kind of political campaign for public office... That something that you said on the internet 25 years ago can be held against you. I'll defend like it. it. Is now. I I'll don't, own it. It's just, it is the most disgusting thing that we decide that it's okay to dredge up ridiculous things people say when they were younger and in a different time period and try to use that against their character today. Yeah. It is one of the hallmarks of cancel culture and it is a cancer on our republic and our free society as a whole. And Fuck I would yeah. hate. If we, in 20 fucking years, are still doing this nonsense, if we can't accept that we are all flawed individuals who do stupid shit growing up, we don't deserve to have this country anymore. I'm going to get off that high horse. Go off, fam. No, I'm I'm in. Let's do it. Slay it, queen. So, yeah, this is a preview of my mental state going into this episode. I I love it. irrationally angry about everything in the world right now. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start? That I'm going to wear on the podcast. I'm, I'm... I look I like really, a 19 like paper boy. Yeah. It's much better than the one we made fun of yesterday. That guy looked like a fucking douche. <laughs> and you do not look like a douche. He was driving a Mini Cooper, and oh. he... I backed was in... Was it the, like, the UK kind with the flag and shit on it, or... He... So I backed my truck in at Costco, 
Got a nice little front spot at Costco. It was like only like four spots in. Oh, it was really clutch. cool. Yeah, it was dope. And then like two spots over, this guy fucking whoop with his little Mini Cooper. And he's fucking around and he adjusted his spot even though it's only taking up 60% of <laughs> the parking spot as like it is. And like, I, don't, I don't think my smart car fits in between the lines. Fucked around, looked enough. around, and then left after we talked a bunch of shit about him. We we sat there. We're getting Dax out of the car, and uh, we're like talking shit about this guy. I love. We it. I, I'm sure we sound terrible. Though. Like Donovan's a fucking asshole. Like he's dude. Just, but... Okay, if if people can't accept that, like when you're sitting in a parking lot, you know, <laughs> people watching and like making fun of people yeah. is one of the greatest pastimes. Okay, it's just it's all in good jest. Amen. If, she. Yeah, they're she, all watching us judging me and my hat. She wore my hat out of the store because it was sunny and so when i put the car back i had this going on yeah, you know i accept that on the way to the car return and on the way to my car people are gonna see this and they're gonna be like this guy looks like a fucking asshole this guy they don't care it, bro they don't care that i was being nice and i gave my hat my wife my hat because it was yeah. sunny outside and she couldn't see that doesn't matter just like i don't care why that guy wore that hat he looked like a fucking douchebag <laughs> and that's that is what it is i will say a little backstory about this hat yes um so a couple weeks ago, I was, I was telling you guys before the podcast, I was helping my mom move out yes. some of her stuff, and I got a she had a box of some of my dad's old stuff, and this was my dad's old hat. Really? Apparently, he wore it one time, and Excuse so that's me. that's where I got this. He liked it that much, huh? Apparently. All right. Apparently. <clears throat> so um, yeah, it was just a little bef- you know he was a little late for it because you know apparently I looked just like my father when I was when he was my age, like you could see an old picture. That's uh, that's too old, and two seventies, but um, super seventies. Yeah, like I saw a picture of, like my dad in on his softball team in high school, and I was like, oh crap. Yeah, I know exactly what I'm gonna look like now when I'm older. Well, and that's you know when I have that. Yeah, that mustache like this. There is, it is. That's my dad like when he was in the navy. He's probably right around the age. Looking fresh. <clears throat> so, it's real. Well, and like these pictures of of me like Dax looks. So much like me. Yep. In these pictures. It's fucking. Thank goodness he's got a little lighter hair going on right now. Yes. Yeah. Is his hair getting any darker? Have you guys noticed? I just no. remember when I was a kid, I was like platinum blonde, and now I'm, you know, dirty. We gave him like the proper haircut, though. You saw, like, he I had, did. Yeah, yeah. So looking fresh. It's a whole deal. He loves it. He said that same day. I was like, Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah. He likes it. I'm yeah. sure. It was getting like his it. face and stuff. He was pushing it out. Oh yeah, that's annoying, wow. man. I have some people like Roanne's kid, you know, his hair's crazy long and he loves it. She just yeah. ties it up in a bun. He loves it. Yeah, he doesn't seem bothered by it. And if Dax didn't care, I wouldn't have had a problem yeah. letting it go, you know. Different I had long strokes hair for different folks. Kid. Yeah. My mom well, let that shit grow down to the top of my pants before she cut it. Ooh. For realsy, she still has the ponytail. It's like over a foot Did you long. ever have a rat tail? No. I never had a rat tail. I had like a hardcore mullet. It was mm-hmm. a mullet that grew down to the top of my pants. Yes. Joe Dirt! If you look snakes and sparklers that's there it is yes party in the you just, business in the front yeah. party in the back you it's just i just like took a bath or whatever so it's like down my these are pajamas these are just short sleeve pajamas jam jams yeah are those so rug rats? they are rugrats yeah i remember Hard, those yeah. pajamas they're short sleeve rugrats pajamas so i'm i've got to just be getting ready to go to bed you know yep look and at you look at you you were so adorable what happened this is February of 97, so 97? I was... 97? I was um, 10. Not even three, two. <sighs> I hate what we do. Freshly two. I need to never mention my age around you ever. 
It just makes go. me feel adulty. So anyway, <laughs> today what do you, is what do you, yeah. a couple days after Thanksgiving. Yes. So how was your Thanksgiving, brother? Thanksgiving was good. Yeah, I forgot to even talk about that on pre-show. Thanksgiving was good. We went to, in the morning we went to my mom's house. We were going to have my, my grandma lives at a retirement facility just down the road from my mom's apartment. And she was going to come to my mom's apartment. And then with everything closed down again, yeah. she decided to stay home. So we went and had breakfast at my mom's, which was really nice. Um, it was just me and Jordan and Dax and my mom. And we see her all the time. So just for me, was like, fuck it. Also, <laughs> fuck you guys. We went to my mom's house. And we had breakfast. We had some fucking cinnamon rolls. Jesus Christ, Jordan made cinnamon mm. rolls. They were delicious. That's not... Man. Oh, my God. I'm hungry. They now. were fire. Cinnamon rolls, sausages, bacon, some biscuits. That's what I had for breakfast today, actually, was my leftover Thanksgiving breakfast. Excellent. How was, how was the venison gravy? Oh, it was money. Was, was, was oh, it was a so crazy money. fire? Yeah. God damn. It's, I mean, it was a little... I had to punch it up a little bit, just because, I mean, it was about as base stock as you can get. Yeah. So, like, I took the turkey gizzard in the neck and stuff like that and kind of chopped it up and then sauteed those mm. in the pan to get the nice little you know get the bits and stuff at the bottom of the pan all the good flavor and then salted the hell out of it and then added in the stock which deglaze it with the stock oh, oh yeah yeah bud but oh, it was yeah. it was pretty money man yeah it's real mi- it's really mild actually yeah even compared to like turkey gravy i bet know, if you mild. i bet if you made stock like if you boiled the bones for like a day you know and like made Word. stock like like proper style it would be fucking i mean because you're insinuating now that my stock was not properly made but no no okay. no 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 <laughs> no i would never when i made that stock i probably only did about 12 hours of reduction which you know because then at the end too it, like it's tough because as you reduce it gets you know more and more right. concentrated more but then you add more water over time and people you, you be know. doing days and shit like that yeah right? like yeah. you want yeah you want to get like uh go to like the uh the pan pacific islands and stuff like that where like their soup stocks are like god and everything right stock. right like, they have it's kind of like a sourdough starter man they'll they'll take a stock that they've been they've had in the family for generations and they just add more and more to it every single day. And so you got like 60 years of flavor condensing just in one. I need to stop talking about fucking Gordon Ramsay right said I was watching MasterChef once and he said the best dish he ever ate was a soup from oh, hard like yeah. the South Pacific. That, hard yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that he's, he ate on a boat in the rain. He ate this soup and he said it was the best thing he ever ate in his entire life. We'll say the, the environment at which you eat whatever it is you're eating plays such a factor in how it's going to taste at the end you know thousand percent like the difference in drinking a beer on the beach with your shoes on compared to your shoes off the beer will taste different one of the best definitely will one of the best pieces of pizza i've ever had Mm -hmm. waterfront pizza in port townsend right yep and we were was delivering mattresses and we just made a big ass delivery because you only drive out to Port Townsend from Silverdale for like an expensive delivery. Yeah. So I'm sure it was one of those big latex mattresses or something. And we ate pizza on the back of the delivery mm. truck. Just sat there on the water, parked there, and just watched from downtown. That's Port a good. Townsend. Like this is that's a good. This spot, is it man. right here. Yeah, we it was awesome. Maybe a month ago, went up there to just had a little mini date day and just went up, went to the brewery, went to Waterfront Pizza. Yes. You know, there's a there's a tea shop and spice shop I like to go to in mm-hmm. there. And, yeah, I'll have to show you some of my 
My spices, if you. Yeah. Hmm. Dax is old enough now that we could do that, you know, a day trip and be like, today mm-hmm. you just don't get a nap, but we're going to keep you occupied all day. Yeah. Like, we're just going to do shit all day, you know? Jordan's like, I don't, I rue the day. <laughs> this sounds so great. He can do it. I started watching this. Uh... He's two. He's going to be a dick either way. We're just going to go. <laughs> right? It's, he's a two-year-old, no matter what. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to uh... have a bad time. <laughs> uh, I started watching this anime on netflix called food wars food wars and it's all about like this prestigious culinary academy um which essentially is a high school but it's like super super intense as only anime can do but it has reinvigorated my 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 inner cuisine we're here for it oh man and (laughs) i've just been devastating the kitchen lately just dropping heat in there so one of these days, we'll have to do a nice little cookout, and we can we can go nutsos on something. Fuck yeah! So maybe oh uh, yeah, oh, maybe. Well, I guess our shooting date coming up is that supposed to be for that's not your birthday shooting date, right? It is. That is it okay. Is. Okay, so you're not gonna actually go on your birthday? No. Okay. No. No. Christmas Eve. That's no. It's 2020, baby. I got a family now. I got other shit to do that day. I got a kid to do things with, and so. So you've just written off your birthday now for. My birthday is Christmas Eve, Colin. I never had a birthday. It never existed. But now it's exponentially. I'm just, I'm just the man that come New Year's Day, I'm just a year older. I've just happened to be a a year older. It's, it just is what it is. Oh my God! Speaking of which, um, yeah, you're not a coffee drinker, Jordan. Are you a coffee drinker? I drink coffee. You drink some black coffee. I'm getting a black coffee. Okay. I'm getting there. I, I started putting a little bit of a dash of nutmeg in my black coffee in the morning. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Little little things like that. I'm starting to church up my whole culinary life. Church. Everything is we're all going to church, bro. Because now I don't know if you saw this video. There was a I think it was in North Carolina. There was a big church that got together um right before Thanksgiving and they decided to they figured out a way that they can hold a church service without breaking the fucking COVID shutdown laws and all this stuff. They decided to call it a uh, a peaceful protest. Jesus so Christ. So they all got together in the church, and the minister got up there, the pastor, whatever it is, and was like, Welcome to so-and-so church, um, the, you know, the occupied, the peaceful occupied protest. And everybody in the audience, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of those recently. You saw like, the, uh, the, the Jewish church, the secret Jewish church wedding in New York. Not only did I see that call and I saw that the Supreme Court has now ruled in favor of religious groups in New York City saying that the governor and the government did in fact uh, discriminate against them with these shutdown orders. That's right. When you, man, when you are locking up Jewish parks. But basically only Jewish parks. We got a problem here, right? right? And when these things, when these orders are that easy to get around with the fucking tents we're talking about at red robin right where you're inside outside we're going to establish a tent that you're going to sit inside and it's a closed environment because we live in washington so it's averaging like 45 degrees right now between 45 and 50 degrees it's fucking cold outside it's raining today it's It's very cold outside with the rain right so obviously people are not going to pay good money to sit outside in an open environment when it's 45 degrees outside so they have a closed tent that you can sit inside, mm-hmm. but you can't sit inside the restaurant. Yep. 
this doesn't make any sense. The same thing, the, this, you can have an enormous church gathering inside of your church as long as you're calling it a peaceful protest. And I'm not saying these people shouldn't be doing what they're doing. My point is that when these things are that easy to get around, there's obviously fucking nonsense going on here. Yeah. Like, they're obviously nonsensical. It's And because they're not laws, I think it's relatively hard to fight against them. Right. Because they're just these all-encompassing, you know, executive edicts that come down from on high, and they don't ever see a legislative process. They don't ever see a court. They just pass these things, and it's up to somebody with a bunch of money and time that they can invest in a lawsuit to bring against these things. And luckily, some of these cases are going forward, and they're unfortunately the governors and the mayors are not liking what the courts have to say about them infringing on our first amendment right because uh, you know for those of you that don't know the government does not grant us our rights we have they are the sole reason for the existence of our government is to protect the infringements of our rights and these days we have more infringement on the government side than we do the protection of yes and it's really nice to see some of these lawsuits going through and people like yeah, in in New York, they're getting their, they're getting theirs from the court. They're getting theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Love to see it. I love to see it, especially so, because every single one of these hypocritical pieces of crap is out there being caught on video breaking their own <laughs> fucking yes. rules. Yeah, everybody from the Gavin Newsom, Bill De Blasio, Andrew Cuomo, the what's her name, Gretchen Whitmer, who I hear now has going to be impeached by the way thank you i have seen that there are counties that are voting to approve moving forward with the impeachment process and as we all know whitmer michigan just because you know an impeachment gets approved to go forward doesn't mean anybody's actually going to be like thrown out thrown out of office i'm interested to see what happens with this me too Um, there's a lot of this the second wave of, of shutdowns that has come past in the last two weeks since since we met last time and all these things have kind of taken hold was the tuesday after that episode yeah. that recording that everything shut down again and and it's i mean we say shut down but it's not even really a shutdown there's like you know like my office building just has a little bit more stringent rules mm-hmm. you know like you're not allowed to move around the office without a mask on but when you're sitting at your desk by yourself you can have your mask off and Which, I, mean, I'm... I, I get it you know, I get the the business owners and the building owners and stuff that are trying not to get popped, but it just you think about it for thirty seconds and you yeah, know, it, it doesn't make sense. And there are apparently different regulations for like private businesses, like closed businesses, you know, that mm-hmm. like people don't come to, for versus businesses that like clients come in and see. And yeah. that's like you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, we don't, we're all like socially distanced at work, just as. By design, just as it is. Yeah, Yeah. so we have all just conducted business as usual. Since the second shutdown, there's, like, some people that are wearing masks at work. But And, I mean, from the beginning, they've said, like, if you Mm want to wear one, that's fine, you know. But they're not requiring – yeah, they're not requiring it. And I don't don't want to get anybody in trouble. I don't know what the rules are. I don't know what the – Knowing who you work for, that place has got, like, HEPA filters in that massive ventilation system. And, I mean, they – 
they wouldn't do things the wrong way. Yeah. Them dudes take care of everybody. And when and when all the shutdowns first started, we were having meetings like every week, probably every ten days mm-hmm. to like go over. So this is kind of what's happening now, and this is what we're gonna do, and this is what we're required to do, and this is what we're not required to do. And so yeah, they've been up to date on whatever you know. Well, you they're obviously it, savvy businessmen, so they know what the fuck yeah. they're doing. And they, so. they don't make it easy. I will say that the state makes it very very difficult yeah. because it's very unclear. You know, when it comes down to the nitty gritty details of what you can and can't get away with, because it's so, I think it's purposely ambiguous, ambiguous, the ambiguity of it all. There we go. I just had to say ambiguity. There it is. Um, You know, it's just, I'm I'm tired of it. I'm really, really tired of it. I did see uh, in the Kitsap Sun last night, there was an article about a group of protesters that stayed to protest outside of Jane's home in Bainbridge Island on Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah, and they had signs about, like, the answer is uh, herd immunity and stuff like that. But Interesting. Yeah. So somebody might have interrupted his annual football match, except this time it's just him and Trudy. Fuck Jane's All I'm saying. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with gun policy? Let's do it. Okay. So as Colin indicated in the beginning of the show, over the next few episodes, we are going to kind of break down the Biden administration, Biden presidency piece by piece. Today, we have a listener topic request in the form of Oscar from Officer Brian. Oscar. Um, Oscar Brian. What appears to be the Oscar problem. Um. Officer Brian wanted us to talk about Joe Biden's gun policy, and he also specifically wanted us to talk about smart guns because smart guns are mentioned on this page um, in a really stupid way, which I think is really funny. So that's what we're going to do, right? We're going to start with the things that we know. We're going to go through what it says on the actual JoeBiden.com page, right? But first, we're going to go over the things that we know that he said in the beginning, right? Mm. Or prior to this. He said that he's going to put Beto O'Rourke in charge of guns. Whether or, not, whether or not that's really going to happen, we don't know because yeah. that hasn't happened yet. But he did say that on the campaign trail. He has said that his intent is to have an, a buyback for assault weapons in which your options, are, your options are to sell the weapons to the government or register them under the NFA, the National Firearms Act, which is something that currently only covers... Not only, but cover short-barreled rifles like sawed-off shotguns, suppressors, mm-hmm. things like that, machine guns um, that are highly regulated by the government, right? Um, they have also said they are going to ban 30-round magazines. You're going to have to NFA 30-round magazines. And what, what comes with registering something under the National Firearms Act is uh, what's called a tax stamp, which costs $200. And so for this, what he's laid out already, for every semi-automatic rifle that you own and every magazine pistol or rifle magazine that holds more than 10 rounds you would have to pay that tax stamp for that 200 dollars. there are over i mean there are tens of millions Mm -hmm. of magazines in the united states that hold more than 10 rounds the cost to taxpayers would be astronomical and would be something nobody could afford to pay i myself i don't have any problem saying this i own 11 magazines for my ar-15 i bought two of them after i got it and then when i bought my rifle bag it came with like seven so that's why i have this many is because it came with you know what i'm saying yeah so you're looking at 200 or 2200 bucks alone just the stamp just rifle magazines not including my rifle and then 
my pistol magazines yep. because I have three of those that came with my pistol that hold 15 rounds. So that's yeah. $600 just in pistol magazines that I would have to pay for something I already own. So you're paying three grand now just for, for things the, I yeah. already own. Which you are constitutionally allowed. I don't want to say allowed, but you know, you it is instilled and protected in the Constitution that I have the there right to own and maintain these firearms for self-protection and protection of this country against foreign and domestic threats. So it's extremely concerning to me that before it's even he's even in office, these are the things that have been laid mm-hmm. out. Um, but guns are bad, Donovan. Right. Which I think we'll just start from the top of his website. The, one of the first things he has on his also, website. Also, I'm sorry, I forgot go to go say ahead. this. Something else that we know. Said that he wants to end the sales of ammunition, firearms, and firearm parts online. Um, People buy ammunition online all the time, partially because it's easier to get online because stores can only hold so much. Ammo warehouses can hold, obviously, X times more. Um, You can buy get better prices online because you can buy in bulk online easier. If you're going to buy in bulk in a store, they can only have so many boxes of 1,000 rounds in a store because they take up so much room. But again, in a warehouse, you can have many, many more Um, parts online. There are many things you can buy online that just, that make your gun better and and trigger. I mean, there's anything that you can buy on. The only thing that you're required to have transferred in a store, you know, is anything that has a serial number on it. People buy guns online all the time. Even if you purchase it online, the AR-15 that I have, I purchased online, but I had to go to the store to register it and put it in my name because it's a firearm and that's how it works. Mm-hmm. It's still a registered item. You still have to go and pick it up. You still have to do the background check. You still have to do everything there. And even when I got there, like the payment that I did online, they put on a gift card that they swipe in the store. Oh, and so, wild. yeah, that's like how it's at least at sportsman's where yeah. I got. So that's like how that's done, you know? So that's. And most of that, that kind of opposition against online purchases and stuff like that comes from people who don't understand how the market works. And they right, it doesn't come to your house. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand. When you when you click that, that buy button on a website, you have to set up where it's going to go. It has to go to a licensed FFL who is a, you know, a right. federal firearms dealer who is licensed to do everything. They have the background check capability. That's how they get their license. And yeah. then you go to the store, you do the background check, you do the whole normal thing. It just... It doesn't matter where it goes either. You can have it go to any FFL. And those people, FFLs, are required to do background checks where they themselves could do prison time. If they're yep. going to transfer them, they have to do a background check on it. That's federally, that's how that works. Oh, yeah. And that's what people are often talking about when they talk about the gun show loophole. And I think we'll talk about this later in this explanation here, this breakdown. The gun show loophole is often when people are talking about like private sales, yes. you know. And in private sales, you are required to do a background check unless like if you have a reason to believe or you know that some unless you know for a fact that somebody doesn't have a criminal record even then you're supposed to do it and it has to be transferred still the title still has to be transferred through an ffl and that person is going to do a background check and so like there is no legal way to purchase a gun in the united states to my knowledge at this point without doing some form of background check to legally no purchase it there's you know, that in, even the yeah the private citizens who have a right. part-time business just being an FFL for their friends or something mm-hmm. like that, they have the capability to go online and run the background check. Right. Done. It's that simple. I mean, it's... In some states, you can give guns as gifts, you know, yeah. but those are also very strict circumstances and, like, it's... 
they're very unique circumstances mm-hmm. and it's very rare in which you would spend money on a gun and then just give it to somebody as a gift i mean multiple times in your life you know yeah. what i'm saying like that's just uh i can see obviously you do it for like a friend or like a kid maybe you know yeah. I, I would buy dax like a 22 or something like, Here mm-hmm. you, go, you know but um even then like I don't know. We'll just get into this and then we'll move on from mm-hmm. there. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and start at the top, right? In the very beginning, Joe Biden knows that gun violence is a public health epidemic. Almost 40,000 people die as a result of firearms injuries every year in the United States, and many, many more are wounded. Some of these deaths and injuries are the result of mass shootings that make national headlines. Others are results of daily acts of gun violence or suicides that may not make national headlines, but they are just as devastating to the families and communities left behind. So think that's super super interesting because later down at the very at the very bottom when they start talking about suicides again they talk Mm -hmm. about how rarely mentioned suicides are and how six out of ten acts of gun violence are actually suicides but they're rarely discussed Mm -hmm. and so up here at the top where again where they say they're rarely discussed they choose not to indicate that 60 percent of these forty thousand deaths are due to suicides not that some of them are due to suicides but that we have an enormous problem with suicides in this country and depression obviously and that's why so many people are killing themselves with firearms so i think that's pretty interesting um they then talk about how joe biden worked on the brady handgun violence bill and the or the uh assault weapons ban um you know joe biden knows how to make progress sandy hook um holds let's see so the first point is hold gun manufacturers accountable which is probably one of the biggest issues to talk about with his with his plan because this is a brand new concept that is looking to be completely legitimized yes and so what joe biden is talking about what they might what the administration is talking about the campaign is talking about is the ability for victims of gun violence and their families to have the ability to sue gun manufacturers for the deaths of their families or their personal injury Mm -hmm. Um, this was a huge case when sandy hook happened and many of those parents decided they were going to sue remington who was the manufacturer of the firearm used in the sandy hook school shooting Um, because of just the legal fees and costs that came through remington has already filed for bankruptcy um I don't remember for certain whether or not they actually had to pay out to those families. Like, I think that lawsuit is still actively ongoing. It's got to be, because that would set a a very interesting precedence here. Yeah, but that's one of the things that Joe Biden is talking about. Yes. Can I have your wallet? Yeah, the... And to just keep going on that, what we're essentially talking about here, you set now a legal precedent about a manufacturer being liable for what their customers do with the product. Yeah. That the same logic you can carry over into car accidents or, I mean, any, any type of product that if you happen to be using this product and accidentally kill somebody or purposely kill somebody, now the manufacturer is somehow legally liable to it. I don't. I don't understand where that logic can stop at that point. Right. You set a precedent that can be carried over to almost any kind of industry, you know, and sometimes there are legitimate reasons to sue manufacturers over loss of life with say, like let's say you buy steel and you build a building and then all of a sudden the building collapses one day and kills a bunch of people. And you realize that the steel was manufactured to, you know, wasn't manufactured to spec and it was my God, this is a great, we have a great local example of this, right? There is a 
metal tester in Tacoma that was testing steel that Ooh. that falsified tests, I think, for like a decade for steel that built ships for the military. Bro. Goes into the shipyard, my G. Yeah, that's actively happening right now, right? <sighs> so that's those people are so that's going to thing, right that's actually happening yes. right now within the last two years that story got blown the fuck open right and so um i mean if this was around during the texas chainsaw massacre you couldn't buy a chainsaw anymore and so the concern is that all if something were to happen on one of those ships not only is the u.s military and the government going to sue that company and they're going to do it already anyway right yeah. but then you have cases where anybody who died in that boat all of their families can then sue this company. And, I, and that's not to say that those people don't deserve something for what happened to their families. Mm -hmm. But the idea that a company would be, I don't know, maybe this is, that's a poor example for exactly what we're talking about. But Well, because what we're talking about there is a, a blatant disregard for, you know, falsifying tests to make right. sure that your, you know, your product, the quality of the product you put out is subpar and then covering it up versus... Right a manufacturer who creates a tool that can be used in a lethal manner being used in a lethal manner and then word okay so a better example would be if the families of the people who died sued the makers of the machine that was used to test the metal because mm -hmm. it was used and yes. fucked with and falsified right yes. so whatever the manufacturer Afico, right that makes the testing machine that they use to test the strength of the steel if those families were then to come yeah. after you for having produced a machine that could be used to fuck with the testing of the metal well how about uh a group of parents suing coca-cola for making their kids obese yeah because they put out a product that is going to do deleterious health you know it's going to have bad health con consequences to their kids or whatever and it gives them diabetes and now all of a sudden they go diabetes i think that Coke's what fault. we've learned from these three examples is that there are definitely instances in which this could be beneficial and that's a lot of times in which civil cases and civil court come yeah. into play but to set a precedent in which the manufacturer of a product could be sued by people for it being misused is an mm -hmm. extremely dangerous precedent to set yeah. when there is currently systems already in place for things like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so essentially we'd be switching things up from, say, civil suits to criminal suits. Right. Especially something like this that's owned, something like a firearm that's owned by an individual that is that is completely based off of the intent and the choice of that individual. Yeah. You know, after that gun is manufactured and sold, there is nothing that the manufacturer can do to dictate the way that that individual will act with yeah. that firearm. And um, to think anything different just seems insane and there me. are companies like bravo company manufacturing yep. where in their ads they say specifically they are creating life-saving tools that yeah. their expectation is that those firearms will be used in a life-saving scenario either domestically or by somebody who's in the military yep. and so how do you sue a company like that who's saying our intent is that you will save your life with this, yeah. not take other people's lives, not to harm to innocent individuals, but save your life. If somebody misuses that product with when the intent is there in the tagline, the advertising, the whatever, mm -hmm. you know, how do you hold that company liable for the choices of individual because they chose to use an expensive AR-15 instead of a $500 Bushmaster or whatever yeah. that, that was used? You know what I'm saying? That's just so, called uh, 
forward thinking, I think, on their part. If I'm that sure at least part of it is, you yeah. know. If it wasn't, then they're geniuses. But, exactly. But that's the concern, you know. So the next point that we have here is get weapons of war off of our streets. The ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines that Biden, along with Senator Feinstein, secured in 1994 reduced the lethality of mass shootings. But in order to secure the passage of the bans, they had to agree to a 10-year sunset provision. When the time came, the Bush administration failed to extend them as President Biden will ban the manufacturing and sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. We've talked about the term assault weapons, I mean, like a thousand times before, because the term assault weapons indicates a machine gun, which is something that shoots automatic fire, which a regular individual citizen cannot own or possess or even purchase. Um, You have to be an FFL to possess one of those or even be able to purchase them. They are super duper expensive because you can't make them anymore. And so it's cost prohibitive. Yeah. To 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 purchase one. Yeah. There are orders of magnitude more expensive than an entry level AR 15 that would shoot semi-automatic. So um, the technical expertise you, you need to maintain those style of weapons too is beyond the scope of what normal people are used to. Right. As far as the manufacturing of high-capacity magazines, this is something we've talked about in the past when this came up in our local legislator for banning yeah. high-capacity magazines, right? My biggest you tried concern, to get addressed. You tried to get addressed. My biggest concern with high-capacity magazines, the banning of high-capacity magazines, is that they already exist on the street. Yes. They already happen. Somebody who is going to commit a crime, and I don't like, I don't know, this feels like, like a old school, like conservative argument, you know, for like, well, the criminals already have, them. but like that's as somebody who, who owns firearms. Now I can tell you somebody who is already willing to commit a crime. Doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. about how big the magazine is in their gun. No, as long as it fits and it shoots and it will hold bullets. That is what matters, you mm-hmm. know? And so the idea that I, as a law-abiding citizen protected under the Second Amendment who has lawfully purchased his firearm, registered it, done all the things that I'm required to do, should be held at a disadvantage to somebody who intends to do me or my family harm seems absolutely ludicrous to me. And in regards to the higher higher purpose of the second amendment defending yourselves from the government or a foreign entity the idea that i should again be held to 10 rounds in order to defend myself from a government that has belt-fed machine guns and has all these things that i should then only have 10 rounds in a magazine to be able to do Mm -hmm. that again seems laughable to me um especially when we've seen the recent enforcement efforts on in the parts of local law enforcement to clamp down on obviously unconstitutional orders as it is right you know what happens if it's more serious at this point you know that's that's truly what the second amendment is there to do there to protect you and your community and society as a whole from tyrannical governments right one thing that i find very interesting in here this says for example the ban on assault weapons will be designed to prevent manufacturing because they said that the biden administration is going to pass legislation right that they're going to enact legislation that will once again ban assault weapons um I do not see that happening, no. but if it does, for example, the ban on assault weapons will be designed to prevent manufacturers from circumventing the law by my- making minor minor changes that don't limit the weapon's lethality. While working to pass this legislation, Biden will also use his executive authority to ban the importation of assault weapons. So let's start with the lethality portion. There is very 
I can't think of a thing you could readily do to a firearm to make it less lethal than another firearm. Yeah. Any firearm, a 22 will kill you if you get shot in the right place. Yep. If you get shot in an artery or in the head, it will kill you. Or right? if it deflects They're... off of a bone and decides to bang off into no man's land, it doesn't have enough velocity to escape the back end, and it just tears and you, you bleed up out. The There's Yeah, so the idea that something that shoots more bullets is more lethal than something else, I think, is ludicrous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it logically doesn't make sense. And so yeah. I don't know. To a layman's thinking, more bullets means more dead people, though. Yeah. Even though it it takes how many so seconds to this. change a magazine? Check this. And that's a great example because just within the last month, we saw in Austria there, there was a terrorist attack yeah. in which the gunman walked around with a fucking tote bag full of magazines. Not not a plate carrier, not a battle belt, none of the mm. tactical shit that we've seen in American mass shootings. This just guy walked bag. around with a tote bag full of fucking magazines. And we saw that a few years ago. I don't remember... Where it was. Somewhere in South America, I believe. We saw the exact same thing. Somebody walking around with a tote bag full of magazines so they could just drop them and reload and keep moving. So, what the fuck are we really talking about here? Um, Secondly, to this portion, when they are talking about Biden using his executive authority to ban the importation of assault weapons. The vast majority... The AR-15 is the most popular firearm platform in America. Which are far and away dominantly produced in america yes they are milled here they i mean you you can literally buy the beginnings of an ar-15 for 50 dollars that was made in america yep so this was laughable when kamala harris said it when she was running and it's laughable now that stopping the importation even fucking ak's right ak is like a russian-made weapon yeah most people don't own kalishnikovs they don't own an actual an actual russian ak they own an american-made ak so it's not and the shit that gets shipped here from china is like shitty shotguns and like things like that that are not going to make a difference in the way that people conduct their daily lives purchasing firearms even if that was to be secured not importing firearms anymore assault weapons specifically right because your biggest thing is like cheap chinese shotguns and bullshit like that hunting rifles and things like that not like i don't know that seems just it just so feels fucking like one of those, stupid to me you just you do it because it, it's part of essentially just shutting down it's like 1639 it. it's yeah. a thing you're doing that makes people feel like you're doing something mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually affect the reality of the situation well if you go ahead and destroy an entire economic sector of manufacturing for local you know just to use their terms assault rifles yeah. um, you know <clears throat> american made ar-15s and whatnot ar platforms we'll say once you do that and then you ban the american manufacturing of ak's and sks's and so on and so forth there is only you're creating now a vacuum in the market to be filled from overseas and then you've already shut that you've already put up the wall there so now once you close down the manufacturing and make it damn near impossible for any u.s manufacturer to create these rifles the only other way for a u.s consumer to get an, a product like that would be to have it shipped in from overseas right and so they they cut that part up portion off almost like cutting off a you know filling a loophole yeah um the next point on here is regulate possession of existing assault Which, weapons on real quick i should speak yes. that i believe should speak more to the overall intent of what is happening here because like you said on its face it really doesn't do much because right. we have the manufacturing here. but if we don't have the manufacturing here you're essentially cutting off the entirety of the assault rifle market right in the united states make 
more or less making them impossible to get without totally making them illegal. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I feel like there are more handguns that are made overseas than there are yeah like ars you know like this like this made in austria yeah you know, in Glock's made in austria right yeah so i i don't know that just like i said it does, like you said it doesn't seem like it will no do anything on its face but i guess combined with other policies that's a long that's a long con that's a long term yeah thing. which speaks to joe biden's 50 years yes. in government trying to just get rid of all firearms essentially um, and so the next two points kind of go together, regulate possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act and buy back the assault weapons and high capacity magazines already in communities. Um, what they're talking about here is taking AR-15 semi-automatic rifles and 30 round magazines or high capacity magazines, they're calling anything over 10 rounds and forcing people to register those under the National Firearms Act or um, or buy them back which is the or sell them to the government which which is funny they like they call it a buyback you yeah. know and this is like a like a splitting hairs point but like the government never sold anybody no. any private citizen weapon so the idea that they can buy it back seems ludicrous to me so there's all kinds yeah. of like hardcore to guys that are like oh yeah i'll do a buyback like totally i'll totally do a government buyback like absolutely you know because they we, don't we, they're like oh, well i'm not going to give you anything because you haven't sold me anything so yeah. i'll totally participate in a buyback because there's nothing for you to buy back from me but no. i mean if anything they should if if they were to make some governmental buyback program just available period right yeah you could do that and then regardless carry buyback yeah i mean and then regardless of what you know what store you bought it from what's retail establishment the money that essentially the government would front to you goes back into, you know, they'd have to subsidize the manufacturer that you bought it from or who made it. Right. That may make a little bit more fiscal sense, even though this whole thing is incredibly insane. Yeah. But no, it's like, cause it's been brought up like that before is yeah. The government buyback program, when you really think about it, the government is paying you to give them your firearms, but it's not buying it back. They're right. just buying it from you. Right. Whoever, you know, the money's been made already from the manufacturer to the retail establishment. And so there is no buyback. It's mm. just they're just buying it from you. Trying to, well, they're going to offer you probably some bullshit. Probably the MSRP yeah. of it and not the actual value, you know. There are people who have firearms like AR-15s that are worth, you know, $10,000 with yeah. the optics they have on there, with all the stuff that they have on there. I mean, they're worth ridiculous amounts of yeah. money. So I can't... Like, okay, cool. Well, here's my lower receiver. Yeah, and I... Exactly. That? I can't imagine that somebody is going to... The government would give you the actual value of your firearm with the accessories on it. That's yeah, hard no. wild to me. People have like red dots on their pistols and stuff that cost like three, four hundred dollars, you know? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have some of a thousand dollars for a Glock with a red dot on it? Are you really? That's what you're gonna do? I yeah. don't think so. Hard no, you know. I don't think so. Um the next point, like we said, is is buy back the assault weapons and high capacity magazines. Yeah. Biden will also institute a program to buy back weapons of war currently on our streets. This weapons will give of war. This will give individuals who now possess assault weapons or high-capacity magazines two options. Sell the weapons to the government or register them under the National Firearms Act. Otherwise, you become a felon. How does that make sense? Does that make sense? For things that you already purchased legally, registered them, did the background check, you're already on the list. You're on the list. But now if you don't additionally add yourself to another list and pay the $200 for every magazine... Every semi-automatic rifle, 
anything that they decide to classify into the NFA. I guess those are the only things I can mm-hmm. say for sure, but I can't say yeah. for certain they wouldn't do it with pistols. I, I don't know, you know. Um, you can take a guess given the language and the proposals. You not only register, but pay the $200 tax stamp for every semi-automatic rifle and every quote-unquote high-capacity magazine that you already purchased, that you already legally owned. Which already puts this. how many people out? That you cannot afford to make. I can't afford three grand no. out of pocket for shit I already own. Most and that's why can. I don't own cooler shit. If I had three grand to spend on guns, I would own way cooler shit than I own now. <laughs> I love what I have, but I would own way cooler stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would have a real nice little EOTech piece on there. I would have some Ooh. real cool stuff going on. Yeah. Get a helmet? Did you get yeah. a helmet with some night optics? I would definitely. Nods are like really expensive yeah, like two three four grand yeah, or like they quads they're like seven or eight they're super yeah no this shit's crazy expensive the next the, point sorry yeah. go ahead was the next point yeah the next point reduce stockpiling of weapons in order to reduce the stockpiling of firearms biden supports legislation restricting the number of firearms an individual may purchase per month to one if you in the barest of terms if somebody wants Nine thousand guns. Mm-hmm. They're going to purchase nine thousand guns. Yep. And I don't think that limiting them to one a month is going to affect no that. But it feels good because you slow down the process. Yeah. And just make it more difficult to actually maintain your constitutional rights. And just for example, right in Washington State, we've talked about this before. If you're mm-hmm. going to purchase an AR-15 or semi-automatic rifle, there is a mandatory ten business day waiting period as it is, which is two weeks plus some change yeah. right because it's not going to be just 10 days it's there's the processing time for your actual background check which is generally you know a little under a week right now because things are so crazy it's like three weeks and then your 10 business day starts yeah. after the background check um at least that's how it's supposed to be and so you're already waiting over a month oh, to yeah. go and get it yeah. You know, things are crazy right now, so it's not usually like that. But even yeah. even when I bought this pistol, it took like over two weeks to oh, get yeah. it, you know. So the process itself is already already slowed down quite a bit. Oh, you know? hard, yeah. And that's just because of the volume, you know, like you, yeah. like you said before. I had a buddy of mine just got himself a new 9mm high tech, high point, you know. Yeah, one of those. But, uh, I mean, you couldn't. It was like less than 200 bucks. I mean, it was right. a steal and a half. But he, he waited almost a little over three weeks to get his from the minute he bought it. It was almost three weeks on the dot before he can go get that. Right. And that's that was considered fast for the time period. Yeah. We were all surprised about that one. He's like, yeah, we'll see how long the 10 days takes, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bro, it's going to take like a month, two months. And three weeks ended up not being that bad. You can also... I guess the overall thing is like how many people you can give guns to, but you can only shoot one gun at a time. Yeah. Two, you know, pistols, but I mean, like on the whole, you know, it's you can really only shoot one gun at a time. Yeah. It's you can only drive one car at a time, you know, you there's I mean, so you get UK on one side, American on the other side and a board in between them. And you just drive like so that. that's like, <laughs> that's the idea, like the idea that owning more than one firearm makes someone more deadly because of that. It does can seems ludicrous if you don't have 90 friends to use your 90 firearms then you can only use one yep. so it's not going to like make a difference you know no. that's it's all just nonsensical yeah none of it makes any sense okay the Ugh. next points keep guns out of dangerous hands the federal background check system the national instant criminal background check system is one of the best tools we have to present prevent gun violence but it's only effective when it's used 
Biden will enact universal background check legislation and close other loopholes that allow people who should be prohibited from purchasing firearms from making those purchases. P- specifically, he will require background checks for all gun sales. That already, in already exists. Already in place. That is already a thing. Um, again, we talked about there are some places where you can like give guns as gifts. Yeah. Um, some places where... You, I mean, it's illegal to purchase firearms for other people. That's like another thing Called they cover in here purchase. that, yeah, that they're going to close other loopholes in addition to closing the boyfriend loophole. And so, like, purchasing, you can't, it's illegal for you to purchase a gun for somebody else. Yep. If the dealer knows that and allows it to go through, they can then also and will be charged federally if that's found out. Oh, yeah. If a crime is then done with that firearm and then those people are charged and it comes back to the dealer and they find out somehow that that person knew that the person who purchased the gun was buying it for somebody else. They'll all go to prison. Yep. Everybody's going to prison that already exists. You're not allowed to buy guns for somebody else. When Jordan and I bought our first pistols, because we didn't know dick about guns, right? I went online sportsmans.com and I bought this pistol and I bought her pistol. Mm -hmm. And then we went to the store and she's filling out the paperwork and on the computer, it's like, well, you, so you bought both these. I no, no, this one's for her. And they're like, oh, well, you can't do that. You can't like, do you, that. You're not allowed to do that. Like, and I was like, even though we're like married, like, no, you cannot do that. So because of, like I said, because of the way that they do it when you buy online and the money goes to a gift card and then you do it, we were able to like make it work that way. Mm-hmm. But you are not allowed to purchase a gun for somebody else. That's mm-hmm. already illegal. What you can do, from my understanding, I'm not a lawyer, but you can buy, let's say, because my brother and I were talking about doing this. We ended up not doing it because i was looking at a new shotgun a year ago or something like that we were talking at the counter and stuff and this guy became suspicious that we were going to do a straw purchase like my brother was going to buy me this gun right yeah and our plan essentially was for him to buy the gun in his name to do the thing and then because i just didn't have the cash on me at the time and it was like next week i was going to get paid so he was going to buy it now just transfer it later yeah and then once he got it we'd go and then we'd do the transfer and so then i go go in do the background check yeah pay your 45 bucks and then it's my gun like that was the initial plan we ended up not doing it because i just decided i wasn't ready to buy another shotgun at the time but like that is not illegal right so like you can technically buy guns for people and then they got to go in and do the whole thing, and then you transfer the title over. Right, and it's and like, when you and when you do that, they're going to run a background check yeah. when you go to transfer the title because yeah. to transfer the title for a firearm has to be done federally, and yes. anybody who is able to transfer the title is required federally to do a background check to do it. Yep. The only time that people are able to get guns without a background check being completed is when the background check is in processing and takes too long. There are many states that yeah. have like waiting periods, like three days. And if it's not within three days, you can take it. And there, there is nothing that would indicate to me that there is a requirement based on the Constitution that you have to wait until the background check is back. We can talk oh, yeah. all day about whether or not we think yeah. people should be getting background checks to do firearms. Yeah, but like, the that problem, shows an, enough but the problem shade already. at that point, right, is not that oh this law is a problem it's that the background check system is not adequate to handle the traffic that the american populace is requiring from it it is within our rights and protected by the government for us to be purchasing their firearms these firearms if you as the government of a state or of the federal government of whatever as the state in the general term if you would like to create these barriers it is then on you to ensure that the need is met and the requirements are met for the people who are creating this need. So you know that it saying? does not become 
um, an impingement on the possession of those firearms yeah. to use yeah. more of the constitutional language. It is it is not the problem of the individual that the federal government has an inadequate system for processing background checks. Yeah. Which that's not... Anybody that's ever experienced any kind of government portal or government website or government system ever in their life can go, well, of course it doesn't right. work very well. Especially someone like me or you who has zero criminal history in the slightest. Yeah. It I mean, is not... know me. It is not my fucking problem that you can't get my background check through in five seconds because there's nothing on it. Yes. There's nothing on it. There is no reason if if the if the waiting period is three days that it's not done in three days. If I have nothing on my background check, if there's nothing there, there's no reason it's not done almost instantly. That's just because it's sitting at the bottom of a stack sitting. in somebody's office. And it used to be in Washington, it used to be that if you had your concealed pistol license, then they could just run your pistol license background yeah. check because you have to get it done like every five years to have your pistol license. So, but that's not a thing anymore. Um, yeah, right. So, so the idea that there's a loophole in which people are able to buy guns without a background check doesn't exist. And if it does, it's inadequ inadequacy of the bureaucracy of the government. Yeah. That's that is the problem here. It is or, not that there's inadequate laws to protect this. Yes. They are inadequately processing the amount of background checks that the populace of the United States requires. Because yeah. the law already exists. It's you already there. You cannot do that. Yeah. You cannot commit a straw purchase. You cannot use the boyfriend loophole. It, that makes you – that is a crime. It is not an open loophole that you can do. It just you, – it you're able to commit that crime. Right. Because it's because we're all free Americans who can do whatever we want like that. And if you go out and buy a, a firearm and then just give it to somebody, that's you committing a felony. And there's nothing that technically stands in your way from doing that other than the law itself, which you will be held accountable to. Yeah. Um, this next point or one of the next ones, because this is here, reinstate the Obama-Biden policy to keep guns out of the hands of certain people unable to manage their affairs for mental reasons. That's so red flag laws. Right, red flag laws. And again, anytime you fill out a form, because it's the same form federally across the board in any state that you have to fill out for a background check to get a firearm, yep. you have to answer on there whether or not you have been adjudicated mentally defective or have ever been locked up in a mental institution you have to answer that question. Yep. That's that's already there. This already exists. The Otherwise, red flag laws is punishable by yeah under perjury. A federal red flag law is fucking horrifying. It is. It's horrifying to be done on a state by state basis as it is. But yes. the idea that the federal government would then take it upon itself to have a federal red flag system is even more terrifying and not something I could ever get behind. That is a thousand percent unconstitutional. That's some horseshit. The next point, close the hate crime loophole. Biden will enact legislation prohibiting an individual who has been convicted of a misdemeanor hate crime or received an enhanced sentence for a misdemeanor because of hate or bias in its commission from purchasing or possessing a firearm. That itself is terrifying as well. Yes. Because what constitutes a hate crime? And if you are convicted of a misdemeanor hate crime, apparently there are misdemeanor hate crimes because of hate or bias in its commission, which is about as subjective a position as you can probably take. You're just leaving that. There is so much room for interpretation. There's yeah, I no would, black I would and white. need way more because we talked kind of when John Satek was here about like personal and and like large scale political views. Mm -hmm. You know, personally, I, I'm not okay with things that really hinder most people's abilities yeah. to get a firearm. I, from a policy standpoint, I would need way more information about this yeah. to decide whether or not. It, I mean, 
I don't know. And if, I will if say, you're committing so far, hate crimes on a regular basis in the form of like, like burning crosses crime. on black people's property and telling them that you're going to kill them, you probably shouldn't buy a firearm. Word. Um, but again, if totally you, okay with that. If you've done something where you fired somebody and then they sued you for discrimination and like something happened where there was some type of miscommunication that hinders you from buying a firearm, I yeah. don't agree with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So there's like I would need way more information about this to mm-hmm. be able to decide where I would be at on that to see what side of the fence it's on. And I will say this: so far, like a lot of these things that we've hit. Um, they throw in there like Biden will enact legislation. He will enact legislation, which means that <laughs> supposedly these things will go through a legislative process. So there will be a bill. If the bill hits his desk, yes. he'll sign it. Yeah. <laughs> Is what that means. Because as we all know from civics class, the president doesn't create legislation. He doesn't pass it to the house. He can certainly have people write it. He can write it. He can have a hand in writing. All these things can happen. Yep. But the president has no hand in legislation other than the final signature or veto in which it, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So the that's that's why it says that in all these things. Well, I'll sign it. If it gets here, I'll sign it, you know? Yep. And there are some things that say he says he'll do with, his, with executive power. Yep. There are some things that are added in there. There are, man... That's a whole. I don't even want to get into that. We yeah, can talk about the expansion of the executive for like literally an entire show. Yeah. Um, Let's just say if you can do something on the level of DACA through executive action, the door seems pretty open to see what you can and can't get away with. Yeah. The but, next next thing close yeah. the Charleston loophole. The Charleston loophole allows people to complete a firearms purchase if their background check is not completed within three business days. Biden supports the proposal and enhanced background checks act of 2019, which extends the timeline from three to 10 business days. Biden will also direct the federal Bureau of investigation to put on his desk within the first hundred days as president, a report detailing the cases in which background checks are not completed within 10 business days and steps the federal government can take to reduce or eliminate the occurrence. Okay. Maybe expand the fucking system so that more people can do goddamn background checks. Maybe hire more people to do the goddamn background checks. What is the problem here? Do more background checks. What can you do to process more background checks? That seems like what we should be doing here. Yeah. Process them in a faster and more effective manner. Because the criminal the background check here? system is not just used for buying firearms. If we're it's supposed used to... for landlords, you running background anybody checks, anybody who's person in the background or yeah. has to do a background you check. Could, a rant, I could start running background checks on potential employees if I wanted to. I would be more concerned about hiring somebody before... Man, I don't even know that I can say that. But I don't like... I am extremely concerned at the idea, the knowledge that there are many people who begin careers and jobs before their background check comes back. They're like, well, we're just mm-hmm. waiting for your background check to come back. You know what I'm saying? That shit happens all the time. Oh, yeah. So, I, I don't know. That terrifies me. So I don't understand. It's a thing. It's a thing. Where the confusion is in. It's probably just <laughs> an old antiquated system that needs to be, you know, I hate to say it, but you, you mean you get somebody like hire a couple Google engineers to do it for you. And it would probably be a pretty sweet little system that you could be. It, it'll probably come with an app that somebody at the store can just scan your driver's license. And in 30 seconds, you got a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It would, yeah. it would probably be that simple, considering all of the data that is being looked at, essentially, is just looking for federal crimes that you have committed on your record. 
in- interesting that you say that because the next one says close the fugitive from justice loophole created <gasps> by the Trump administration because of actions by the Trump administration records of almost 500,000 fugitives from justice who were prohibited from purchasing firearms were deleted from the background check system the Biden administration will restore these records and enact legislation to make clear that people who people facing arrest warrants are prohibited from purchasing or possessing firearms that seems like a way bigger problem than the fact that these 500,000 fugitives from justice had their records just it seems more concerning that their records just were deleted out of the background check system than the fact that they're just that they're not in the background check system how did they well and why and this is again something that's more similar to me for the hate crime loophole like i'm not willing to just buy the narrative that donald trump just wants more guns on the streets so he just deleted 500,000 criminal records from the background check Mm. system no i there are many, many, many things in which people have their right to possess firearms taken away in which I don't think that should be the case. Yeah. There are very few things in which I think should hinder people from purchasing firearms. And so I'm not willing to just be like, oh, just throw the names back on the list. Yeah. And Well, why? Why were they taken off of the list? Like, uh, this is something that I would need more information on. And so... The words written down in this little document should carry much more weight than we give them when it comes to yeah. the Second Amendment and firearms in general because there, it is so... It's such a polarizing topic because of the nature... Just due to the nature of what a firearm is and what it does. Right. And it terrifies people to no end the fact that we have this right to carry these things i mean and it is a you know if you are one of you know the the godly persuasion you know it's your god-given right to have these things it is, it is a basic human right at that point what we're talking about and the how lightly we feel like or how easily we feel like we can just pass all these laws that blatantly contradict what is written down in the constitution there and we just be like well i mean they obviously didn't mean it like that so we're just going to come up with all these different laws to infringe on people's rights to carry firearms well and in that ignore the dozens if not hundreds of years hundred years of precedent that came after that instilling what people were required to have the rights that they had of the things they could and could not possess just ignoring all of that to set a new precedent for today just seems so it seems utopian. It is. Um, it just seems utopian. Revisionist history. Yeah. For certain. 100%. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a great podcast. Um, the next point is end the online sale of firearms and ammunition. Um, Biden will enact legislation, enact legislation again. to prohibit all online sales of firearms, ammunition, kits, and gun parts. Okay. So there goes we talked about this a little bit, right? Economy. Again, you, it's not like you can just purchase a gun online and just have it sent to your house. If you're an FFL, you can do that yep. because you're a fucking FFL and you've gone through I just copious amounts of paperwork and nonsense to become a federally firearms licensor, federal firearms licensor. Um, but that's that's it, you know. And even then, I don't, most of those aren't happening online. You're calling the company and being like, "Hey, can I get one of these from you? Yeah, and I'll buy this, and then we'll do whatever." You can't, like, you can't just buy a machine in online. No, you know. And so the idea that you could just buy a gun and have it sent to your house is ludicrous. There, I don't want to talk about PADs. That's something else. Yeah, um, right. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So after that, something else that I think is a really interesting point that I would love to bring up. Right, a big problem buying ammunition in stores the stores can only have so much yeah right also 
can only keep if it on you, the shelves for so long. If you are if you are somebody a veteran perhaps, right, who is who is disabled, who has served this country and chooses to exercise your second amendment and you have a hard time getting into the store, you can't go and purchase your firearms. You have a hard time getting into the store, but you have big enough property, you can drive out to your property, you can go shooting on your property because that's something you enjoy. You've earned the right to do so. You're retired, you're doing all this shit. But you have a really hard time getting into town. Maybe you're not allowed to drive. Maybe you can't drive car but you can get into a whatever this is a really huge example the point is right if you are unable to get into a store should you then be prohibited from being able to exercise your second amendment right especially if you're somebody who's disabled who who is at a disadvantage you're going to be discriminated against by the federal government because you can't exercise your second amendment fairly because you're unable to go into a store Mm -hmm. so are they then going to allow you to buy it over the phone and have someone drive it to your house what exceptions are going to be made for people with disabilities who can't Go into a store to freely exercise their Second Amendment. I, I get where you're going with that, and and it is a good point because it it does. Where are you at now? A lot left? of different things, but Sweet. technically speaking, that could never happen in the United States because every commercial, every commercial building has to meet federally mandated. Um, ADA requirements with the American Disabilities Act. I'm saying if you can't drive and shit, like your ability to get to the store is hindered. That's what I'm not, not that you can't go into the store, Mm -hmm. your ability to get Get to the store. store. There are people who can't drive. There are all kinds of reasons that people can't drive. If you live out in the country, the idea that you would then have to wait hours and hours and hours for a potential access bus so that you someone could come and pick you up and then drive you into town and then you have to wait at the store then for access bus. There's public... There, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? Access yeah. bus, yeah. So that's yeah. not that right. Not that somebody couldn't go into the store, but they couldn't get to the store. Is what I'm talking about. Should you then be discriminated against in your ability to exercise your Second Amendment right freely because you don't have the ability to readily like go lawsuit. into a store? That's what I'm Very talking about. That's what I'm talking about. The idea that you would hinder these things is fucking ludicrous. Words. Yeah. Words. Also, you can't buy it online. Another, I mean, and I, I don't want to sound like the conspiratorial one here, but you know, as we work our way down this, you know, wish list of ideas for his gun policies, it's just sounding more and more and more like the end goal is to just again, make it impossible to have firearms around. We're talking about, it's talking about any type of components, gun parts, anything, right? Yeah. So you can't buy that. If this goes out while I'm out in the woods shooting, this is the gun that I carry every day to protect myself. This is the only firearm that I was able to get, right? The only one that I can have because I can only buy one a month. If this breaks and now I have to go into a store and they don't have it, they have to order it because this is a a fucking great example. This is a Glock 20, right? So it's a 10 millimeter firearm. Super uncommon. I have an extremely hard time finding fucking ammunition for this. All kinds of shit, right? If a particular part in this breaks and I have to wait 30 days before it can be shipped from fucking Austria into America so that I can have it. I am then expected to not be able to protect myself, defend myself, freely exercise my Second Amendment right until one of these can come into a store for me to be able to purchase it. That seems fucking ludicrous to me. And we're not just talking about this, we're talking about optics, lights to go on here, anything. Any of these gun parts parts is the most ambiguous and ill-defined term I have heard since fucking assault weapons. It, yeah, right? it's, it's ludicrous to me. 
Uh, I just this this doesn't make any sense. And the idea no. that it makes anybody safer. People who are committing crimes are not purchasing guns in stores. They're purchasing them on the street. Yep. So whether or not you can buy them online doesn't fucking matter. They're they're buying them on the street. They're buying fucking banana clips for their AKs that are Chinese made on the street. They're buying bullshit on the street. Any of these things that you're enacting in a store do not apply to people who are already actively not following the law. Yep. It, it's like here's one magazine for my hunting rifle, right? You may know there's a massive gap in the back of this thing. It's because this is some kind of weird universal magazine, right? Mm. And I've noticed throughout my trips lately that I can I have a really hard time loading another round into the chamber because as this thing moves around bullets might the you know, rounds might go to the back of the thing and then yeah, all of yeah. a sudden my bolt cannot grasp this thing and push it forward into the chamber what happens if all of a sudden yeah i i want to get a a new magazine and i can't now because you know the band's in place and my big point i'm going to talk about this at the end too my big point by talking about all these things giving these like what seem like odd examples of like things in my firearm disabled people my point with this is that these gun laws do not do anything to actively decrease gun violence because the no. people who are perpetrating gun violence are not following these laws as it is these don't affect the way that they purchase their firearms that doesn't affect the way that they use firearms because they are not freely expressing the second amendment they're harming people with their firearm use right yep. they are not freely expressing the second amendment nope. so this does not do anything to bring down gun violence to stop gun crime all this does is hinder the rights of free american people yeah. law-abiding citizens which is i mean fundamentally unconstitutional hard yeah and the idea that so many people would be buying into this wholesale is is disturbing to me and deeply concerning um this this isn't this is not about crime this it's is about, about getting crime. guns out of american hands and i'd yeah. hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything like that but there's there's no other logical deduction to be made from this other than all this is is to limit firearms hinder your ability to have them and hinder your ability to use them freely and i think and the next point there adds a little bit of weight to that argument giving states incentives to set up gun licensing programs so now you have the federal government now actively involved in state legislature pushing them to restrict firearm purchases even more right by setting up licensing programs state extreme risk laws which is the red flag laws create an effective program to ensure individuals who become prohibited from possessing firearms relinquish their weapons these are all different names for red flag laws yeah. um and so they're pushing it on the federal level as well as incentivizing states to push it on the state level right right give state incentives to set up gun licensing programs adequately fund the background check system well that sounds great that's the one point Expand that i can the background like, check if we're going to be requiring background checks good lord dump adequately money into funded. that baby if you're acknowledging here that it's inadequately funded but you would like a report from the fbi on what we can do to to fix the background check system maybe put the right amount of goddamn money into it that might be nice because it's, it's run by the fbi the, it's scary to me that he's acknowledging system. here that it's inadequately funded We're like but what's the problem here why it's, it's people aren't willing to wait you're you're not funding it what the fuck don't make me laugh too hard i, hate I gotta doing pee that. i hate doing that i hate like not saying anything but okay so Red flag laws are something that we've talked about in the past, and there are some circumstances in which people maybe should not have their firearms around them for a while if they're going through something and they need help. I, I have, 
I have serious, serious problem with that not being done by a family member. Mm-hmm. I feel very comfortable that if if Carolina called me and said, I'm like really concerned about calling, like I think this and this and this, like I am more than happy to come to your home and remove the firearms from your home and take them to my house until Colin is under the river. I do not feel comfortable with a police officer coming into your home and then being in state custody. Yeah. I feel very strong that that should be done by a responsible individual that you have in your life who is looking after you. And this is an indicator of me to the dissolving of community in which mm-hmm. people are even tapped into the lives of the people around them that yep. they are not able to there are many family members that report these things you know but there are people on the street that could report them there are people that you work with that can mm-hmm. report them there are i, I watch and i could see a lot of problems with even family members too i mean there's a lot yes. of animosity within family units as well i mean i think you you have a you know you have experience in that i think pretty well um, yeah understanding that and it's, it comes and goes, and sometimes, you know, I've seen cases with people where, you know, there's, like, false allegations of, like, rape in the in the family. And it was just because, you know, anger at somebody and just made something up. And it, it can go for years and years and years, and people can be potentially looking at, you know, lots and lots of time in federal prison for something that's not true. And what's to stop that on that end, too? You know, and... and it just essentially alludes back to what you were talking about with the, the the erosion and you know failure anymore of just establishing any form of community and understanding where everything should be everything everything we're talking about could potentially be handled at the lowest level with your within your friends familyhood and yeah. and community if those things were still strong enough to to hold weight in society which is a tough call now it would be nice if we were that would be the dream. Well, and one of my bigger concerns about things like this is, like, every Tuesday, Grantham puts out a video, mm-hmm. right? And so every Tuesday at work, I'm watching these videos. They're perfectly appropriate. There's nothing oh, wrong yeah. with them. But if somebody who had the wrong view of firearms saw me watching a bunch of gun-related videos and they decided to fucking call because they're scared that I'm going to, like, kill oh, a bunch yeah. of people, come into mass shooters, come to work and kill everybody, something like that, they can easily call. I have no idea what they're talking about. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And now I have to go through this whole deal where the police are taking my firearms. I have to go through psychological evaluations, like all this bullshit. Because somebody saw a video that they didn't understand. Yep. You know? And that's, again, it's an extreme, kind of an extreme circumstance. But it's a lot it, closer to reality, I think, that than that. But that type of shit really freaks me out. Yeah. Opening the door for a scenario like that is concerning to me um, that it might more readily and widely affect law-abiding citizens is deeply concerning to me yeah definitely um the next big point here is addressing the deadly combination of guns and domestic violence um i'm not going to read this here not because i don't care but because it's a lot they talk about the boyfriend loophole um the violence against women act reauthorization act of 2019 um and so under here they talk about establishing a new tax or they talk about the boyfriend loophole stalking loophole people who are convicted of domestic violence not being able to get firearms Uh, again these these are policy issues that we could discuss at length um that i don't necessarily have a problem with um i've seen many people with histories of domestic violence i have seen the way that that can escalate rapidly Mm -hmm. um so again but those are case-by-case things that i am hesitant to apply 
broadly to the United yeah. States. There's um, no one one size fits all blanket yeah. policy. So that, the, again, that it's it's not. I, I just would hate for people to be like, oh, so you think that fucking you know uh, wife beaters should be able to get firearms? Like, well, no, not necessarily. But I also don't think that. All of it should be I, – I, there are extenuating circumstances to all kinds of things. I'm not saying that beating your wife is something that you, you can excuse, but there are – There are a lot of situations. I'm just not willing to do it all on the whole. You yeah, know, that's no. And I don't think that that's no, ludicrous. I, mean, I, I could tell you multiple anecdotal experiences that where I have known men who have gone to jail uh, or right. – not Yeah, jail, jail. not prison um, because they were falsely accused of – domestic abuse when in fact it, it was the opposite we saw people get mute too. oh my god fucking johnny depp right yes. johnny depp just lost his role as what's his face in the harry potter movies because his girlfriend lied about things that he had done and they jordan and i just talked about this there was definitely nastiness that happened mm -hmm. there was abuse emotional and stuff like that but she was talking about like him like beating her and shit like that and like the things that she alleged did not happen no he had to go through all these court battles and the shit is still ongoing and now he just lost an enormous role in a huge movie franchise because of shit that didn't happen isn't that why he essentially signed on to do all those like the late stage crappy pirate movies because he was he was going broke because oh, he sure. was going through that whole I battle be his is ex-wife right ex-girlfriend ex-wife ex something like that amber heard is that yeah mm. so whatever their relationship is so but yeah it, it, horrible you know yeah. horrible and that shit we saw happen all over the place this is and how you get terrifying. men's rights activists and that's terrifying you know the idea Boo. that <laughs> Boo, men's rights activists. Boo. it's november this about men's health november <laughs> No, um, so the next point, in addition, President Biden will establish a new task force on online harassment and abuse to focus on the connection between mass shootings, online harassment, extremism, and violence against women. I love the government's responses to let's create a task force. Yeah. Let's create a task force to study this. That'd be an interesting study. Well, and there's uh, including the internet has porn, affected people fakes. in many horrible, horrible ways, and Hard, we've seen yeah. in the case of like Dylan Roof and shit like that, people going online being uh, extremist, ext radicalized, radicalized. Thank you, um, and Radical, and then bro. doing something terrible. You yep. know, so there's obviously some connection. I don't think that that's on its face. I don't think that's a bad thing. Again, I would love to see more on it because mm. the way that they slip in like online harassment, extremism, and violence against women. Like, yeah, what's one of these things is not like the other, and yeah. I don't think that it's that hidden. Honestly, so, you yeah. could make <laughs> so you, could, you could make a standalone bill on that, just online, yeah, so, alone uh, without bringing it into any yes. kind of gun legislation. Um, the next point: expand the use of evidence-based lethality assessments by law enforcement in cases of domestic violence. Lethality assessments, sometimes called risk or danger assessments, are a proven strategy to proven. help law enforcement officers identify domestic violence survivors who are at a high risk of being killed by their abusers. These survivors are then connected with social service programs, excuse me, that can offer services and safety planning and evaluation of the lethality assessment program created by the Maryland Network Against Domestic Violence showed promising results. Increased federal funding will incentivize jurisdictions to take advantage of implementing these programs more widely. I don't think that there's, I wish that, this is not the first time I've said this, but I wish that my Aunt Jo was still alive. When my Aunt Jo was alive. She, before she died, she was a domestic violence and abuse advocate on the joint base um, and so she worked hand in hand and sometimes head to head with the military dealing with domestic violence cases 
among servicemen and their wives. Which there and is no shortage of. Do, at least at the time that I heard the statistics several years ago, the Joint Base had the highest percentage, you know, average rate or whatever of domestic Ooh. violence of any U.S. military base. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, so it, It's very prevalent in a lot of these high-stress careers. Yeah. So I don't think that's inherently a bad thing. I am, again, always hesitant to begin classifying people and you know mm -hmm. making them statistics and shit that's people get lost in the fold and bad well, things again, happen to why people, are we but... talking about this in gun legislation yes yeah. you know why are we talking yeah. about with your plan for guns is obviously that all is related to his stance on guns somewhere so you and it you seems like it has more to do with like the overhaul of law enforcement than mm -hmm. anything else you know why yeah. let's let's go let's add this into when we're talking about the money that police departments get you know add this to the provision in there that in order to get this federal money you have to also do this yeah you need to you know we're going to give you money for this but you have to do it you have to pay for it we're going to give you money for it but you got to do it you know that just it seems odd to anyway the next step make sure firearm owners take on the responsibility of ensuring their weapons are used safely put america on the path to ensure that 100 percent of firearms sold in america are smart guns okay smart so this guns. is and again officer brian since you're listening, you asked specifically about this, so I'm glad that it's like an individual point, right? Mm -hmm. I have done a f fair amount of research on smart guns, right? I think they're super interesting. Yep. I think they're pretty cool, especially in the science fiction portion like you were talking yeah. about. Judge Dredd. really cool. Yeah. Um, I immediately thought about that when I started looking into smart guns. So let's read. Today we have the technology to, to allow only authorized users to fire a gun. For example, existing smart gun technology requires a fingerprint match before use. Biden believes we should work to eventually require that 100% of firearms sold in the U.S. are smart guns. But right now the NRA and gun manufacturers are bullying firearm dealers who try to sell these guns. Biden will stand up against these bullying tactics and issue a call to action for gun manufacturers, dealers, and other public and private entities to take steps to accelerate our transition to smart guns. Okay. That, this technology... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's, that's a lot. This technology does exist. Yes. However, like many new things on the cutting edge, it is expensive as balls. Yep. And it's not because the NRA and Remington and BCM and all these people are trying to fight to keep it out of the market. It's because it's super fucking expensive to put a fingerprint reader that lasts an extended period of time in a firearm that works every single time and takes less than a half a second so you can use it instantly because if you have to draw a firearm, carry my firearm appendix, if I have to draw it, I have to wait two seconds before it reads my fingerprint before I can actually shoot. There are many people outside of competition shooting that draw and fire their weapons sub one second. So the idea that I would have to wait any longer than that for it to verify that before I can use it it's is insane. dangerous to my safety and Hard, makes yeah. me not want to own it. Yeah. Right? There are other ones that I've seen that have like bracelets or like rings, I think, that mm -hmm. you know, that connect up to this. But again, one of the big things are is then batteries, right? Yes. One Power. of the great things about a firearm is that it's fucking mechanical. Yep. Don't have to worry about something like mechanical things break, but these are all mostly made out of steel. Like the bottom part is polymer. All the working bits in here are all metal. Yep. You know what I'm saying? High grade. So again, when you're talking about smart guns, you're adding another area that it could break. Another yep. potential 
point of failure. Air, yeah, another potential point of failure, which is something that people who carry firearms regularly don't want. No. Right? And anybody who's going to buy a smart gun is either somebody who knows nothing about guns or knows a lot of shit about guns. Yes. You're not The gray area is not going to exist. Because nope. if you don't have a bunch of money and you know nothing, right – if you have all the money in the world and you don't know shit about guns and if you something happens, you're like, I need to carry a farm. Like, well, I'm just going to buy a gun that only I can use, you know, because yep. then I don't have to worry about something. Oh, there's any, any number of people that would want that. Most people don't. Just yes. as general firearms owner, they don't want it, yep. right? Um, so that's one thing that I don't, that I know isn't true about this. They're not being bullied. It's the, no. first of all, the demand isn't there. So the competition in the free market isn't there. Remington Especially because and all, they're too expensive. Right. These big companies aren't getting into it because people don't want them. Yep. They want cheaper guns that work more effectively, that they can get more of and have all the time and fuck with and put new things on and do all this stuff. They don't this want... This all new technology works. Right. We've seen right. it time and time Even and time. If, if we were to look at this in 10 years, I bet you smart gun technology and just the sheer amount of smart guns out in society will probably be exponentially higher than it is now. Certainly. Because... The technology will have increased to a point where people will – they will make decisions based off of that, whether or not that's something they want, the reliability of the technology, how right. they, how it feels, and then the entry cost to get into the market. And all that stuff will eventually be worked out. It's, I mean it's no different than you know the original smartphone compared to the smartphones we have now. It gets right. cheaper and cheaper to get better and better technology, and then prices drop even lower. and would could be something that we could see i would like to see i would i would love to be able to see that technology actually in a very workable state at some point yeah. i think that's a that's a wonderful utopian idea to have but not every single firearm is built to do that first of all right how many how many firearms are built that do not have pistol grip style handles where you could do a palm index print or something right. like that or you know my hunting rifle for example how am I, you know, maybe around the portion of the stock? And, right. And how does that work? How do you power it? So on. So I just don't. Well, and, and two. I like the concept. Another but. point um, for why many people don't want them um, is I don't, I don't want a gun that my wife doesn't have the ability to use if yes. she needs it or that one of my friends needs, if they need it, you know what I'm saying? I want you to be able to use it. Yeah. I obviously don't want somebody I don't want to use it, but if you're in my home and I'm not, if you're house sitting for me, yeah. right? Somebody breaks in and I have a firearm there that's in like the stop box and you know the thing to the stop box because I trust you, it's whatever, or you know the combination of my gun safe, whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. If it's if I'm irresponsible, quote-unquote, and it's sitting out on my bedside table, right, and I decided to leave that one there and I traveled somewhere, mm -hmm. somebody breaks into the house, I want you to be able to defend yourself adequately if you know how to use that. Yeah. If any other thing happens, if somebody breaks in the house and you are there, I want to be able to hand you a gun while I'm there so that you can use one too while I'm also using, exactly. using a gun. So we have two guns. That sounds advantageous to me. I don't want to have to worry about, oh, hold on, let me program this and put your fucking palm print in yeah. it first so that you can use it while we're waiting for somebody with a gun to come in here and fucking shoot us both. It'll be like, uh, just like the original MySpace app when you had your top friends. You can have your five top friends. <laughs> yeah, <hat>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I could see if you could somehow, I could see that being more appealing if you could right. have more than one person, you know, saved into it so that I could have. Utopian, Exactly, exactly. That's, yeah. a, that's a thing that that's free market competition that you have to wait years and years and years for. Yep. And the market doesn't exist yet for that competition to no. exist. So 
I think that it's a great idea. I think that in due time we'll be there. But right now, because the appeal to it is so minimal, the demand for it is minimal. It's yeah. not the gun industry. It's not any of this shit. It's no. not the way they phrase that when they're talking about bullying firearms dealers. That is that's not nonsense. True. That's not true. It's at nonsense. All. No. So I think that's cool. Um, in time, but right now it's just mad concerning. Yeah. So are you gonna go pee? I'm gonna go pee. Go. Okay, so the next one, hold adults accountable for giving minors access to firearms. Biden supports legislation holding adults criminally and civilly liable for directly or negligently giving a minor access to a firearm regardless of whether the minor actually gains possession of the firearm. That's... So despite whether or not the kid takes it? If if someone comes into your home and you have a firearm somewhere where somebody could get to it, then you could be criminally and civilly liable for that, even if they're not. Okay, so we've talked about this in the past. As a parent, I do feel strongly that people should be securely storing their firearms. I don't own a firearm that isn't securely stored or is in a place where my son could get to it and actively use it. I have also spoken in the past on plans that I believe the federal government could use to help remedy the solution in getting people safes that purchase their first firearm so they can safely secure their farms. Um, this says here, Colin, just to read it for you. Yes. Whether or not the person actually gains possession of the firearm. Make sure that you read that, right? So, um, again, like I said, as a parent, I do believe that people should be safely securing their firearms. Yeah. There have been mass shootings that we've seen and acts of violence in which people got in, kids got into their parents' firearms. We've fucking Armanjar. I've used this example a thousand times, but just the little kid at Armanjar who accidentally shot their friend got into their parents' farm who just didn't securely store it, right? Yep. I don't think the government should be mandating this, but I believe that as a responsible firearms owner, you should want to and should be securely storing your firearm. Yes. I do think that you should be held liable if something happens and you didn't, but I don't think that if a cop walks into your house and you have your pistol on your bedside table and you have a kid that you should then get a ticket or go to jail because of that. I yeah. don't it's, believe We don't in live that. in minority report. No. I definitely think that that cop should be like, hey, you got a fucking kid running around here. What are you doing here? Put your gun away. Like, this is dangerous as shit. This is not a good idea. I get security and all the whatever, but that's a bad idea. You should really have that locked up. We have a program down at the station. You can get a whatever, you know. You can get a safe. You can get a box. You can get a whatever. Like I don't yeah. like I said, I've, I've talked in the past. I would be fine with paying a $20 tax on every firearm I bought if the first time you bought a firearm, you got a free gun safe or a gun cabinet, you know, mm -hmm. that you would hold three long guns and a shelf that will hold three pistols. I'm fine with adding a $20 tax to that to make sure that people have the ability to safely secure their farms. Fuck the gun locks, the nonsense, that's bullshit. Yeah, the gun little, locks are bullshit. Fucking... It's bullshit. Yeah. I'm totally fine. I'll eat that cost as a gun buyer. $20 every gun. $20. I'll do it. The I'll cheapest I'll gun willingly... safe ever manufactured. It's a gun cabinet. It's just a gun cabinet. It's not a sure. gun safe. It's a gun cabinet. Because once they you buy a lock one... On it, you have you you have your gun cabinet. You have no and, yeah, and you have no yeah. reason not to have it locked up. Yeah, we and gave you it could to fill you. it up from there, and then you'll ultimately be contributing. Buy a new one. Like uh, let's see, six times twenty. You know, so you got a hundred and twenty yeah. bucks in there that you've essentially bought and paid for everyone's at that right. point. That's so there. See, there there are things that would you could use as incentives to to make you know incentivize 
people to be more responsible. Yes. Right. And what we're really, you ever heard the, of course you have, but the, the phrase, you know, you can't fix stupid. Yeah. yeah that's ex- essentially what these, like 1639 was an attempt to fix stupid. Yeah. Where you can't, you can't pass laws to protect people from themselves. It's, it's counterintuitive to the, to the whole situation. So let's move on to the next point here. Um, Power required, law enforcement. Require gun owners to safely store their weapon by multiple times. Oh, yeah. Legislation requiring gun owners to store weapons safely in their homes. Oh, I guess we just talked about that. Yep. Empower law enforcement to effectively enforce our gun laws. Prioritize prosecutions of straw purchasers. We talked This is already illegal. Yep. Straw purchasers buy a firearm on behalf of an individual who cannot pass a background check. This is already illegal. If they find out they're doing it, it's, it's, fairly, yeah. it's a crime. So I don't. So we're just going to prioritize it even more. That's cool. Okay, so that. they won't sit in jails for as long. I, I guess that's fine. I yeah. don't have a problem. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Why less, not, I guess? That's less tax money that I'll be paying in jail fees, so I, that's, I guess that's fine. <laughs> um, notify law enforcement when a potential firearms purchaser fi- fails a background check. I would be shocked to hear of a firearms dealer that knew somebody failed a background check and didn't say shit to anybody. That seems weird. I'm well, sure that it does happen, but too often when prohibited persons attempt to buy a firearm, fail a background check, state and local law enforcement is never informed of the intent. As president, Biden will direct the FBI to set up a process to ensure family notifications of denials to state and local law enforcement, and will support legislation to codify this process. This empowers law enforcement to follow up and ensure prohibited persons do not attempt to acquire firearms through other means. I don't like this at all. If they don't... Like Let me this ask this. If the cops don't know where the illegal guns are coming from, how are they going to stop somebody from buying an illegal gun? That's just my question on the tail yeah. end of that one. Um, yeah, that, that I don't... makes a few assumptions there, doesn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't... How, how else are you going to stop? Yeah, if, you but... go, if, you're, if you're not supposed to buy a firearm for whatever reason and you go in and fail a background check, the cops show up at your house and then they're going to find, the, they're gonna find out through interrogation i would assume where you're going to buy your illegal gun because obviously you have an intent to go buy an illegal gun so they're going to come ask you why or how or where you're going to get one there are also again this is maybe an extreme example but there are times in which people fail background checks for reasons they don't know yeah like that's um, my james o- james o'keefe just ran into that in which like he doesn't have any felonies or anything like that but he went yeah. to buy a farm in like four different places he was denied and it the fbi had him on a list to not be able to buy a gun, and he had to like write letters and shit to get taken off. That was a thing, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. That absolutely happened. Abs- there's videos on Project Veritas YouTube, yeah, that the FBI put him on a list, and all he had to do was write a letter, and he was like almost instantly taken off. Oh yeah, they totally blacklisted his ass and just didn't say shit because he then didn't... got caught. Yep, and then got caught. That's yeah, absolutely that just, a thing. It seems like a massive, massive, massive invasion of privacy. You know, if because. How are you supposed to know if, if, like you said, like James O'Keefe example, or like you have something, uh, you know, from 20 years ago that it got expunged off your record or something, and it might be sitting there, and all of a sudden you, for whatever reason, fail this automatic automatic background check. Now the FBI is going to be informed that you failed a background check? Yeah. That Okay, you get, instead of the green light, you get the red light. Sorry, you can't buy a gun here. Go away. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand where why we're going to allow much less codify in law the fbi has to be made aware that you failed at background and then they're going to track you down yes for 
an undetermined reason. Like because you said, we're not sure empower. exactly why they're going to do that, but then they're going to come and hunt you down. Not hunt you down, but track you down. Yeah. And find out and watch you now because why you afraid. wanted to buy a gun yeah. or why you tried to buy one when you couldn't or I don't... the last sentence of this really terrifies me. This empowers law enforcement to follow up and ensure prohibited persons do not attempt to acquire firearms through other means. How fucking long are you going to follow me to make sure I don't go out and buy one off the street? What are you going to do to attempt to ensure prohibited per to ensure that I don't attempt to acquire firearms through another means? How are how are you going to do that? I mean, it makes about as much sense as most of this bullshit, so. And I'm not like, what are you going to do? Security I mean, state. I'm actually, how are you going to do that? Yeah. What, what, what is the process for that? What steps are you going to take to ensure that I don't attempt to acquire a firearm through other means if I'm a prohibited person? Also, aren't we defunding the police at this point? Or... Sounds like it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Sorry, all right, I the just next step. No, no. The, the That's a here. valid question, Afi. Valid question. <laughs> All right, the next uh, step, excuse me, require firearms owners to report if their weapon is lost or stolen. Hard, yeah. So this is a, another thing I would be, I mean, I guess I don't, I ha, I'm not okay with it. Only on the grounds yeah. that I don't like the idea that the government is telling anybody what to do. But the idea that somebody would spend, the cheapest handgun I know of is that high point for like 189 yeah. The The idea that someone is going to spend even $180 on something, have it stolen, and just not say shit about it. Seems really fucking weird because yeah. what do you lose by reporting it stolen? It doesn't cost you money to file a police report. So they're not going to cost you money. They're not going to charge you to get it back if they find it. Except if we institute every single one of these policy provisions lined out thus far, you might be hesitant to report your lost or stolen firearm because you obviously mishandled it in its storage and now might be legally liable for that. That would be, that's what they call a disincentive, people. Right. And that's. So again, we're 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 contradicting. If you're someone our who's like, here. I fucked around. It takes one time, you know. If you're like, yeah. I fucked around and I left so and so thing. I left yeah. my gun in my car, right? Yeah. On occasion, this is terrible. On occasion, I will leave my gun in a bag or something, right? Or like in my car if I have to go into a store where I can't have it or some shit like mm -hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? If that happens, somebody broke into my car in the time I'm in this store and steals my firearm, fuck. I didn't have it. Am I going to then be charged because I didn't have it securely stored in my car while yeah. I was doing this, while I left it unattended? I can see how that would be a concerning circumstance. Mm -hmm. I'm still, personally, I would still call, but oh, I, yeah. I would be, once the cop got there, I'm like, am I going to like get hemmed up for, because it was, I left it in my car? Like, what's going to be the, you know, like I yep. know some people have locking glove boxes or shit in their car and i bet if you put it in there mm -hmm. and then locked it or whatever, yeah and then somebody mean, steals but, your car but somebody just pops i mean you can just fucking yeah. pop it up with a crowbar yeah. whatever you smash my window with or yeah. jimmied it open with you can use to pry open it's my same fucking with like a gun safe no yeah nothing to stop somebody like if you're right. gone on right. vacation and all your your guns are locked up in your gun safe what's to stop somebody from breaking into your house with a, a fucking hand truck and pulling out your entire safe right nothing right there's no way you can permanently mount that shit Totally, and and because you have to get it into there. your house some some way. Yeah, yeah. you got to get it in, and then, I mean, you could concrete the motherfucker, I guess, in yeah. some kind of weird case inside your yeah. house, and that might be really difficult. But you could still get it out. So the idea that somebody would have their firearm stolen and not report it seems pretty far fetched to me. Yeah. Um, the next one is stop ghost guns, right? Ghost, ghost guns. guns is a huge talking point. So I'll just read this real quick. One of people who cannot one way people who cannot legally obtain a gun may gain access to a weapon is by assembling one 
on their own, either by buying a kit of disassembled gun parts or 3D printing a working firearm. Biden will stop the proliferation of these so-called ghost guns by passing legislation required that purchasers of gun kits or 3D printing code pass a federal background check. Additionally, Biden will ensure that authority for firearm exports stay within the State Department and, if needed, reverse a proposed rule by President Trump. This will ensure the State Department continues to block the code used to 3D printed firearms to print firearms from being made available on the internet. So we talked about this, I think, two years ago, and I yeah. think that I was like in favor of it at the time where somebody was going to release the. You can still, first of all, you can still find them, right? Oh, yeah. It's just this one particular set that they talked about that they're blocking, yeah. right? But you can still absolutely find the codes to 3D print guns. Oh, yeah. I mean, you I've... can get a, a trial. A trial, uh, not membership, but to, you know, a trial program of of CAD. You can design your own thing. And if you do not think that 3D printing capability. You could scan one you already had and you could take the lower from an AR you already had and scan it and just have that turned into a blueprint in CAD and then just print it. And that technology, as we have seen over the last couple of years is growing exponentially and is becoming more and more affordable. More well, and more softwares are being developed to right. make the design process easier so that kids can design cool stuff on the computer. I took an AutoCAD class and... in high school. It's not that hard. Like no. Not to like minimize that part of your job, but like to to learn to use AutoCAD is not that difficult. No. You know. And so if all you're doing is just trying to print this thing, if that's all you're trying to learn, then it's not going to be that difficult yeah. to do. And what are we talking about? The only... Yeah. The only part that you would necessarily have to print if you wanted to create a ghost gun would be the lower and there are because i'm someone will you know eventually someone will hit it in the comments there are 80 percent lowers and stuff that you can buy and p80s handguns that you like finish at your house and stuff mm-hmm. and those things you can do a lot they're like project things and people yeah. people do it all the time yeah, but, it's like a hobby for a lot of people yeah but again even with those they're only legal if you never sell it. Um, and if you do sell it or something, you have to put a serial number on it. You have to register it. Like, all these things are still held to federal standards unless you're going to keep it yourself and, like, have it as a project, right? The idea that ghost, gu- ghost guns, quote-unquote, are more of an issue than illegal firearms on the street yeah. is a fucking joke to that me. That is a joke. It is a a fraction to me i would imagine it a is percentage. A, more of a hassle last year there was 90 guns stolen from that fucking borners gun yep. store in gorse right dudes pulled up straight pulled the gate off the front door had a barrel filled a barrel with long guns and pistols and then left and they sold i mean at least like 50 of them i think on the street before they finally got caught right yep. the idea that it's harder to get one of those than to find somebody who's going to 3D print you a lower before you... I just... That seems fucking ludicrous to me. That seems laughable. It seems like it is more of a struggle, more of a hassle to go through and find or purchase a P80 or something like that. Because if you... When you build a handgun online... This is the third time that I fucking... That I've done this today. But like when you buy one online, it's just this bottom part that you get. And so all the slide and shit, you still have to like this. Even if you buy it as a kid, this still costs like 500 bucks, 600 bucks. Because all these things are still metal. They're still milled, machined pieces of metal that cost money. So 
to and the to, precision manufacturing that goes into something like that right is it's not cheap insane. yeah it, it's but if it's not done correctly it'll blow up in your hand yes. you know what i'm saying and so they like of a, a full p80 kit still costs like 600 bucks so yep. it's not like it's cheap you know it's cheaper to buy a shitty gun off the street yeah. than it is to buy an 80 percent kit from somebody online that's going to be required that's going to require you to do an ffl before you get it you yep. know so uh all of this again this is the second time i hit him and hit it again at the end mm-hmm. all of these things are strictly done to restrict and hinder the rights of free people and law-abiding citizens to openly express their Second Amendment rights. Yep. And it is just increasingly disturbing to me. The more and more and more we go down the list, none of these things... I think we've hit three things that were like, yeah, these could have the potential to like, yeah, this maybe. might be a good idea. Let's get some more information. We might have a good idea here. Yep. So probably let's the study, 25th paragraph. Yeah. Like, let's study through. all of these, these, these violent things. That's, yeah. that's a good thing to take a look at. Let's make sure that uh, we just put more money into background checks so that you don't have to get screwed waiting waiting and waiting and waiting to you know fulfill your Second Amendment right. And, uh, you know, I've drawn a blank on any other ones, but it's, it it is all, again, it's, this all speaks to, like, it sounds like we really, 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 really want to make sure nobody's allowed to buy guns anymore, but we have this pesky, pesky constitutional amendment sitting right there next to the top that we can't quite get around. we can't chip away at it. It's just unbelievable. One paragraph in the constitution, one paragraph, and we have probably tens of thousands of pages if not hundreds of thousands of pages of gun legislation throughout this country now that that has done everything in its power to get away from that simple paragraph in the constitution if you wrote all of these into individual gun laws they would be tens of thousands of pages just on this one web page just on the ones that he's talking about creating yeah. legislation for the next one is reform fund and empower the u.s justice department to enforce our gun laws Biden will direct his attorney general to deliver him within the first 100 days a set of recommendations for restructuring the ATF and related Justice Department agencies to most effectively enforce our gun laws. Biden will then work to secure sufficient funds for the Justice Department to effectively enforce our existing gun laws, increase the frequency of inspections of firearm dealers, and repeal riders that get in the way of that work. Colin, let me ask you a real quick question. Who is it among the United States that enforces laws? That would be law enforcement. And those are the police officers. That would be, yeah, your your sheriffs, your state patrol, your... So we're going to reform and increase and empower mm-hmm. these people that we just said we were going to actively defund and take power away from. No, 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 is no. That what you're saying? What I am getting out of this is that we're going to empower the federal arm of enforcement. So you're talking more and more ATF agents out there swinging what they do best going around you know just essentially creating a more federally aligned police force in a way that only really is focused on alcohol tobacco and firearms and explosives oh okay so this so we're going to defund local police and increase state police yeah so we're gonna well word federal i mean state in like the larger term of the state i mean and it it would federal police yeah, I mean, you'd be boosting up a more federale style law enforcement Isn't system. that what Democratic leadership 
and left-leaning people were upset about in Portland that the feds had come in and were enforcing yep. federal laws. Oh, yep. Okay. Where's yep. That's point? that's that's a true statement. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. That seems weird. And but... how did they get around that? The lefty governor decided the only way she could do it if if they used the state patrol of Oregon because the federal government could deputize them as federal law enforcement officers. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, then you're talking about states having even more power just on the federal side coming in to enforce this shit or just more and more ATF agents out there. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, Yeah. all about it. All right. Word. Well, um, if that – it is – man – I, I, I know that I already hit on this point, like but again, it is like shocking to me how quickly Joe Biden is slapping his base in the face. Oh yeah, and he's like, do you remember all those well, things really that I just base, talked so. about? Up and all of his voters, yeah. right? Do you remember those things that I just talked about? Yeah, leading all the way up until the election. Mm-hmm. Fuck all that. Mm-hmm. It's been right here on my website this whole time. This Fuck all whole that. Whole time. Fuck all that. I got something, a whole new thing mm. planned up for all y'all, and it's gonna be sick gonna be sick okay next one. Oh my god tackle urban gun violence with targeted evidence-based community interventions <sighs> this is long this is so okay um well i think we talked in the past i mean community level is where this is gonna start so yeah. this yeah, is a level. long daily acts of gun violence communities <sighs> okay daily acts tackle urban gun violence with targeted evidence-based community interventions so Proven strategies for reducing gun violence in urban communities without turning to incarceration. For example, group violence intervention organizes community leaders to work with individuals most likely to commit acts of gun violence, express the community's demand that the gun violence stop, and connect individuals who may be likely perpetrators with social and economic support services that may deter violent behavior. These types of interventions have reduced homicides by as much as 60%. Okay, so I don't think that doing things on a community level is a bad thing because the best way to help communities is to figure out what they need because it's not going to be the same thing all across the country. We talked about that last week when we talked about Larry. So if there's... What stops the street violence in Chicago will not be the same thing that stops street violence in Pittsburgh. No, so I think that this on the whole is a good thing um, to figure out why motherfuckers are getting killed all the time. And try and put an end to that shit because I like the idea of federal dollars just going to these types of programs that are always ill-funded. Yes, um, and so outreach programs, yeah, after-school activities, boys and girls clubs, like all these things, you know, extracurricular sports that are not school-based. I mean, these these are the things that are proven to keep kids out of trouble. Biden will create a nine hundred million dollar eight-year incentive to fund these and other types of evidence-based interventions in forty cities across the country. The twenty cities with the highest number of homicides, and the twenty cities with the highest number of homicides per capita. This proposal is made to save more than twelve thousand lives over an eight-year program. That doesn't sound like that many. That not that I'm like, why isn't there more? But I, that's I mean, in the scheme of how many people die every year from gun violence, it doesn't sound like that. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. That was I'm sorry, that was almost root. Um, but almost root to all those. Oh, almost root. Um, but no, I don't. Th- I think that's that terrible. that's. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't. No. I think that. I would question the validity of how they've already had 40 cities and you know across the country 20 the cities with the you know highest numbers 
homicide and stuff like that. I know some it's, of those not overlap. I feel like it should be more of like a, uh, you know, if you have a problem in your city, here is a program to get right. Not for your just, program. Yeah, yeah, not just the 40 yeah. cities. Make an X amount of dollars available yes. to cities that need it and will, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with that because Put there are definitely. to start your 501c3 corporation right. or business that where you run after school programs or, you know, these What if you're 21 programs? on one of those lists and you're like, man, we still got a hell of people dying here. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, and we're not, just to be fair, we're not, like, just looking for ways to poke holes in the Biden plan, right? Because, like I said, this this is not a bad thing. Doing things at a community level yeah. is the right way to figure out what is wrong in those communities. But it shouldn't be limited to just the 20 worst cities in America. Oh. We should be trying to fix America as a whole. So open up the access to everybody, yeah. you know? Anyone yeah. that needs it. No, I think that's I think that's good. So the next There's point, dedicate, the <laughs> dedicate the brightest scientific minds to solving the gun violence public health epidemic oh. who's the brightest scientific yeah. mind and why would we think that they have anything significant to input here elon musk is a very bright scientific mind i don't know if he can figure out i don't think i would trust him to stop gun so this violence. says biden will call for congress to this talks about stopping the funding for the cdc mm-hmm. to study gun violence biden will call for congress to appropriate yeah. 50 million dollars to accelerate his research of the cdc and nih i don't that's I don't this horse where it, right. It, it's that not it's an epidemic. Federally, it's, a, it's not an issue, right? This is a this is an issue in different states for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, the gun violence. God, I fucking hate even that term, right? But like you said, the gun violence that happens in Chicago is not the same as the gun violence that happens in Bremerton. You yeah, know? there are or or wherever most the most amount of gun suicides happen. Those two things are completely different. So to slap a federal bandaid on those things, I don't think is the way to go. I think these need to be community-based issues, and I don't know that $50 million to the CDC and the NIH is going to tell us why we have a problem with that in America. No, it, because we're talking about the CDC here. The CDC, the Disease Control and Prevention, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Yeah. Disease. I know we want to think of gun violence as an epidemic and right. it's a it's a virus for this you know our society. These are not the places to be fixing these things. Okay, I don't care we, this this stuff has got to stop. This whole whatever you know we want to classify it as an epidemic or whatever. I don't care right. what language you slap on it. Do not put the virologists in charge <laughs> of fucking gun violence policy, yeah. okay? There are people out there that are very specialized in this thing. It's probably a lot of former law enforcement officers, psychologists, homicide detectives. Yes, psychologists. I mean, all those people should be making up if we're going to come up with some kind of, you know, way to track all these statistics and all this stuff. And then, then let's get some actual statisticians in there. Let's get some Eric Weinstein's in there to make sure that the stat, the statistics we're looking at, are telling are us legit. the picture we think that we're seeing or not. Right. The, the CDC and the NIH is not the place to do this thing. We need to stop all this petty fucking nonsense about, you know, just this seems like a real PC type of, yeah. type of shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. This is only this kind of stuff is going to happen in you know, 20, the 2020 era, if you will, and the uh-huh. build up to it. 
Next point, prohibit the use of federal funds to arm or train educators to discharge firearms. We should be passing national gun laws, not requiring educators who already have too much on their plates to also protect the safety of their students. Biden supports barring states from using federal dollars to arm or train educators to discharge firearms. This is not something I agree with. We talked about this when it was first brought up. I don't think you should be forcing anybody to use a firearm because nobody who is uncomfortable should be touching a firearm. No. But if you have teachers who want to... I feel if if you got a staff of 40 and 30 of them are like, hey, we're all collectively interested in learning to use firearms and like potentially you know, getting our concealed pistol licenses mm-hmm. and like having them in school, I don't see any reason why you don't take advantage of federal dollars to do that. Also, if you have teachers who mm. already have their concealed pistol licenses, who already carry to defend themselves, I don't have a problem with that person then carrying in school to do that. I don't personally have a problem with that. As as a father, as somebody who is potentially going to send their kid to, to public school, if there are teachers there who have concealed pistol licenses, I don't necessarily have a problem with them carrying mm-hmm. guns there. Um, as long as they're on their person and not like, on Ow. their table or yeah. like like you know they make shit that you like ones that you can slap on your desk and shit like that i wouldn't be comfortable with that mm-hmm. uh but i would be fine with them carrying on their person you know i would be fine with that concealed like a true carry. concealed carry. a true concealed carry on your person where no kid's gonna see it because some kids are gonna freak the fuck out yeah but as long as you're doing it in a way where no child will see it if you're gonna imprint that's fine you can't really do anything about that but that's neither here nor there um but like i said a true concealed carry or maybe even like a safe or something like a lockbox on the desk where you have yeah, like the key or something like or, that. yeah where you have the key you know on a thing on your wrist that like you don't fucking ever mm. take off or it's on like your your name tag that you have to wear because most teachers have to wear name tags now like yeah. i would be so okay now with me... that type of discussion but i, I don't yeah. i don't see the sense in barring federal dollars from being used to educate educators on firearms if okay. there's if there's enough interest in it you know okay because where are you at with to, it? To, I'm just thinking a little bit more realistically, because like I think that's a much more philosophical point that you're making. Because we're thinking of teachers as individuals and individuals acting on their own with their own, you know, God-given rights and whatnot. But what we're really, what we would really have to deal with would be teachers' unions. Like the union would, whatever teachers' union those teachers belong to would right, have to have a right, majority okay. or whatever, yeah, and yeah, then go yeah. through their union and blah blah blah. So I could see a lot of problems with implementation. But if the money it, was even there, yeah. then being able to access it. Yeah. Not to mention how much the union's going to gouge the taxpayer for for a federally funded program like that. But find the most expensive trainer in the area. Yeah. yeah. Um, or and then that creates an entire market where you have specialty trainers that only they specialize in teaching teachers how to use firearms and At their rates and, are yeah. 10 times more than if say because a group it's of a friends specialized to training yeah okay yes. yeah but so I, I can see the, whole, the implementation issues yeah. with it but yeah on the whole um you know if if it was there i don't have any problem with no. with teachers being able to access federal dollars to secure training yeah. if that's something that they want to do you and know? the only reason i can kind of square that away because i don't i don't disagree with them getting funding to do that from like if that's what the local school district decided to vote for and increase property right. taxes for, but if we're just talking like the department of education has got to pay for some of that. I just, I don't like the idea of the, the federal funding aspect of it. But again, in reality, 
That's probably the way it would have to be implemented. Implemented, and I guess I could I could probably find a I way can, to yeah. be on board with it. I you can know what I, mean? I can understand on the board. argument between like locally sourced and federally sourced. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm fi- I'm fine with that. That's I know. one of those. Let, yeah. show me the bill. Show me the bill. You, you draw yeah. it up. Let me see yeah. what you got. No, and I think you're right because I think that my thing is is more of a general thing that I don't have a problem with them. Yeah, on I the whole, either. them being able to do that, but yeah. I can see where the issue between federal and local dollars would mm-hmm. come in. It's um, it's so. So I'll I'll say if need be, yeah, I don't have a problem with you know what I'm saying. If you live yeah. in a super small community or something like that, we like we can't fucking swing it. We don't even with an increase in property taxes, it won't be enough for this. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with them seeking a grant, yeah. you know. To and fucking... that's not even to address the actual problems with school funding, but right, because right, that's problematic. And I would just to cover my own ass, I would also in the implementation of that teachers carrying in school, especially if they were going to learn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With federal dollars. I, I got, oh, yeah, all I, these, mean, like, I need like X amount of hours that you have to have trained before I feel comfortable with you doing this. Right. Like I don't. Yeah. And I would feel the constant training throughout the year. The same about people who already had their concealed pistol license. But I also feel more confident that that person is shooting more regularly. Like yeah. I don't, you know. And watch. If we implement this kind of program. And next thing you know, the teacher is going to have more training than the cops get. <laughs> at the range. They Sad. Get more yeah. But that's. All right. So the next yeah. one, let's see. Address the epidemic of suicides by farm. Okay. Word. This is what I was talking about earlier, right? 60%. Biden believes any plan to address the gun violence epidemic must address suicides by farms, which count for six in 10 gun-related deaths, but are often left out of the conversation. In the fucking beginning, 40,000 deaths. Some of those are suicides, which rarely get talked about. 60% of them are suicides. If that, If 60% of the issue is people killing themselves... Why is that not at least 60% of what the fuck we're talking about here? Instead, it's this one fucking thing down here. This very tail end, the last three paragraphs are about mental health, right? So let's, good Lord, supporting survivors of violence and their communities. So this is about supporting the survivors. Uh Make federal programs for trauma for more, make federal programs more trauma informed. During his first 100 days, Biden will direct his cabinet to conduct a review of all federal programs that directly serve communities likely to experience gun violence and identify reforms to make sure those programs effectively address resulting trauma. Biden will then invest significant federal funds in expanding and improving the federal government support for trauma-informed and culturally responsive care. Interesting. Create a network of trauma care centers. Train health care and other service to providers in trauma-centered care. Okay, the idea that suicide only comes, I, only comes from trauma, reactive to other gun violence is fucking ludicrous. That's to me. insane. That's that's absolutely insane. Okay, so just I, I don't mean, know general, how many we're talking about just like emotional trauma or you know just overall mental health trauma. I think that that. That's awesome. I don't, again, I don't think it needs to be attached to anything that has to do with firearms at all, but, you know, because the, the, I'm pretty sure we all know at this point the true problem with gun violence is we have massive mental health issues in this country because that leads people to do really terrible things when they lose their fucking minds all the time. They get terribly depressed. They get hooked on insane fucking psychotropic drugs from their psychologists and their doctors. And it drives people absolutely insane, and they end up doing terrible, terrible things. I mean, how how many of the mass shooters that we've had have not been on some form of uh, anti-anxiety medication or some crazy shit like that? There's obviously a massive problem. And a lot of times that 
does manifest itself. You know, if it manifests itself in a violent way, a lot of times it happens with firearms. But approaching it from a firearms center point does not seem to make any sense to me at all. So let me, I agree. Right. Um, it just doesn't. It, yeah. Especially because every every one of these about, every one of these things creating the network of trauma care centers, they all talk about violence they're all talking about violence including safety planning crisis intervention domestic violence like the trauma care centers that's what they're talking about um rape crisis center domestic violence program in universities existing mental health care centers um trauma health care and other service provider and trauma care centers to prevent re-victimization and secondary trauma biden will align training efforts through relevant federal programs to increase a focus on understanding the trauma effects of violence providing appropriate care to further avoid furthering the trauma linking survivors with evidence-based trauma therapies and reducing myths about domestic and sexual violence this will be accomplished through agencies agent C directives policy guidances and special conditions for grantees and contractors all of this talks about violence in some type of way trauma yeah. re resulting from some form of violence. violence that is not the only reason people kill themselves that's it's not just because you got raped or because somebody you know got killed or because you got beaten those aren't the only reasons that people kill themselves I, it it is if you are of the mind that something like words you know, words can be violence because at that point it's any kind of trauma you're dealing with. Let me ask that you, Colin, might, just, just knowing the, you know, their fun, where their fundamentalist ideas come from, any type of violence, any type of violence, silence is violence. Don't you know? I forgot about that too. So yeah. So yeah, you can go get some silent trauma. So let me ask you this, right? If 60% of gun violence is suicides, but 43 of these 48 paragraphs have nothing to do with mental health in any capacity whatsoever. Nope. Okay, so let's maybe the red flag ones. So maybe, let's yeah. so we'll take 5 or 6 out of these, mm -hmm. right? So we're, we're talking about 37, 37 of 48 paragraphs that don't reference mental health in any capacity at all. Did you count those? Yes. Look, yes. Look at you. I love 48 it. 48 paragraphs on this page that have to do with the Joe Biden gun policy and 37 of them conservatively have nothing to do with mental health in any capacity, but they admit at the very bottom, the fourth to last paragraph, right? That suicide is 60% of gun violence in this country. 37 of 48 paragraphs on this page have to do with limiting the free expression of the second amendment for free and law-abiding individuals mm. but 60 percent of the issue is suicide are you I don't, it, I, don't, I don't i feel like i hate this because i feel like i sound like a crazy like gun nut but what other conclusion is somebody who is a hardcore second amendment advocate or even a traditionalist second amendment advocate what other conclusion are you supposed to draw from this when they're admitting that 60 percent of the issue is suicide and i'm not sure what let's let's do a little a little quack later yeah 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 what is it uh fucking 48 divided by 37 times 100 is that how this is done no no what what, what what the answer are we looking for again what percentage of what i'll help you out of here. these answers don't have anything to do with so 37 out of 45 so yeah 77 percent. 77 percent of these have nothing to do with mental health in any capacity almost 80 percent have nothing to do with mental health in any capacity, 23% of these but the, the have majority, to do 60% of the issue. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, the majority of these gun violence situations are not being addressed in this problem. 
So you're only addressing the the 40%. 23% of it. 23. Liberally, 23% of it addresses 60% of the issue. Conservatively, 60% of the issue. You Uh, have got to be fucking joking me. There you go, Officer Brian. There you go. I love you, Officer Brian. There's your answer. You know what I really, really, really hate about this website, I might add? Is that there is no there's no side there's no scrolling bar on the side. You just have to use your. You got to use your mouse wheel, but mm-hmm. since I got all these mics plugged in, I got a mouse, so I've been having to use the arrow key. Well, that is just ultra frustrating. Slightly. Twenty three percent of the Joe Biden gun policy addresses sixty percent of the issue. And I will say, you know, I that's going to be one of my favorite talking points. There it is. Twenty three percent. Address going to be 60% of the issue. Do you know how I know? We did the fucking math live on my goddamn podcast. That's Nailed how I it. know. Nailed it. Motherfuckers, dude. That's so frustrating. Anyway. So earlier I alluded to the fact that Biden really has no base, right? But <laughs> yeah. the people that do vote for Biden, I uh, would imagine most of them would lovingly sign on to something like this. Because it sounds like you're trying to do a lot Sounds like you're trying to do a lot here. There's a lot in here. There's, if every single one of these things actually became, you know, policy and became law, the the Second Amendment is. I mean, you're talking well past Swiss cheese at this point. You got more holes than cheese left on, to yeah. that thing, but it wouldn't do what it set out to do. It will not all. fix the problem unless the only thing you actually set out to do is to curtail people's Second Amendment yes. rights. In which case, I would say it does a smashing job. It's a fucking hole-in-one. Smashing, Nigel. Smashing, Nigel. Smashing. Yeah, that's... Man, that's a good one. That's a good... uh, That's a good gotcha. It is a gotcha. Yeah. We're not live anymore, apparently, because the light went out. Now we're live. The tale of doom struck. It took us offline. Not really. Just uh, just the sign. Oh, dear Lord. Just the sign. Okay. Okay, um, so do you want to talk about, <sighs> do you want to save student loan debt for the next episode? Yeah. That's we can end the year with student loan debt. That'd be good. Um, yeah, and we can see if there's going to be, so the reason we're going to talk about that, because there has been whispers of one of the first executive orders, excuse me, of the Biden administration being to absolve every one of their federal student loan debt. And it's important multiple numbers too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to really pay attention to that because the only way that the federal government can forgive people's student loans is to add that money to the national debt. Yes. There is nothing that anybody can do to pay off those student loans without adding the money to the student loan or to the national debt. There's even as the president, you can't just forgive people's loans. Nope. You can't just forgive debt. It does not work that way. That's not how the world works. That's not how money works. Nope. It doesn't work that way. Somebody has to pay the dollars. Somebody does. Somebody has got to pay the dollars. And in this particular circumstance, it is there, you. there is no ability for, say, the banks to file bankruptcy or any kind of loaning facility that loans out this money. There's no, there's no way for them to declare bankruptcy. There's no way for the recipient of the loan to declare bankruptcy, which is why that no matter which way you slice it, like you said, it comes out of the taxpayer's pocket. Somebody has full stop because the last time the banks didn't have any money. What happened? Colin? It was not good. Was 2008. Yeah. That's what happened. 
pop. And um, certainly the, short. the Biden great. administration can't let that happen again. So you can't just take all the money out of the circulation. It has to be paid off somehow. So, you know, all of those, uh, what do we call it, $8 trillion that we added to the deficit over mm-hmm. the last year? What was the what was what was the biggest number that you saw for student Eight loan? Eight point oh for student loans. Yeah. Um, overall, it's one point six trillion dollars in. So that's nationally. If well, they got fuck rid it, of, right? They, if they got rid of every bit, um, but I've seen numbers around between 10. offering to pay fifty thousand, anywhere between ten thousand and fifty thousand. To assist in your loan as part of the economic recovery for COVID. So they're going to try to push that as part of their first COVID recovery bill. Bitch. So that's. I feel like if you're. That's a thing. I mean, what's another 1.6? We're going to. What was the Nancy Pelosi's house bill? It was like 1.8. Oh, the original one was. Yeah. It will. It, the price tag on it was like, like five five or six you know um and but when we talked about the amount of money that they were actually releasing it was way more than that yeah because i wanted to say it came close to yeah 10 but either way i mean we're we're talking trillions and trillions of dollars here yeah this is not something that or i don't know i'm so confused with the state of the economy at this point like we have a really terrible economy right now how is it that we can pump all of this money into, you know, corporations and not have any kind of deleterious effect on inflation or the value of the dollar at all? Yeah. I mean, I know we're we're keeping interest rates basically at zero so that there it, nobody can make any money off of the whole thing and nobody's getting in, any interest or anything like that. But I, none of this makes any kind of sense in an Econ 101, you know sense yeah like it really doesn't make sense that you can just print all of this money but if money really doesn't matter anymore then the government is free to just print out as much as they want and spend how many more they want and like it doesn't really matter right this you know? is and what's what i have here is one and a half trillion um but it's more than that 2.2 trillion dollars up to six in new spending for phase three so Jeebus. yeah yeah so, so all six seven and a half yeah, yeah so That's close to eight of <clears throat> because the ppp program ran out of money mm-hmm. so all of that up to six is gone yeah all of the everything is gone it's all gone um it's all gone so yeah so it's close to eight collectively eight trillion dollars that's been added to the deficit just in in the last stimulus just call. in stimulus packages yeah. um yeah in the 1.5 the 1.5 is when the fed just injected that one and a half trillion into the economy to try and stimulate it and there was like the bump and then it fell right back down so that's that's what the one and a half is but it doesn't um, make any sense plus 1.9 trillion for student loans plus whatever 1.8 was the last price tag for the current stimulus for the last stimulus package but then nancy Pelosi said that wasn't enough yeah so probably close to three or four um for the yeah. following so what, the, plus student loans yeah. 6.9 trillion dollars additionally that i'm that's what i'm gonna guess and depending on how that's those guess. georgia senate races go they might just be able to walk it right through 6.9 trillion that's what i think that's what I think the next the total price tag of the next stimulus package is going to be once Biden's in office. I'm calling it now, six point nine trillion. That's what I think. What do you think, Colin? I mean, 
Does it matter? Is that, Just guess is that... <laughs> for the sake of the show. Uh, let's do... I'm going to do 8.3. 8.3 trillion? Yeah. All right. That is the most absurd amount of money Isn't it? anyone could possibly conceive of. That's the wonderful thing about this. Can you now, even? You can't even conceive of what no, that looks like. No, no one can. Does. I'm not it's even going to ask zeros. because I know that none of us and nobody listening could possibly conceive of $8.3 trillion. No, no one. No one it's could. impossible. Yeah. As human beings, you can't even conceive of that much. None of us. None Jeff of us Bezos can. could not conceive nope. of how much money that is. Nope. So, did you see that uh, Elon Musk bumped out Bill Gates for the number two spot? The richest so guy that, ever. I'm out here. See my kid's weird ass yep. name? Got hella money, sending motherfuckers to space, bro. Dragon so capsules and shit, so dope. Satellites I'm, and whatnot. Watching all those live streams, it is the greatest thing to realize that we live in the future like this, and we're just—he's, I mean, every day it seems like there's a new fucking rocket going up now. It is I'll never the forget dopest thing. When I don't remember what launch it was happening, they must have been preparing for the big launch. And my mom was telling me like she wasn't comfortable with you know a private company like sending people to yeah. space. And I was like, Mom, do you know that SpaceX has uh, never fucking killed anybody in yeah. space? Do you know NASA's killed like several people testing rockets and shit? Like yep. many people have died because of NASA. SpaceX has not killed anybody yet. Yeah. They, not to you mention. Know, SpaceX does this really cool thing where, you know, like in the old school days, NASA would like launch up the rocket, right? And then it would separate. And then it would just like hang out in space or fall back down. Or blow Earth, up, blow, yeah. You know, and do all this crazy shit. No, nowadays it goes up, it detaches, and then it goes and lands. Lands itself. Lands I mean, itself. They use it like 10 times or some shit before dude. they have to get rid of it. Like, <laughs> oh, what? Dude. And it's, it's not even get rid of it. They just service it. I mean, I saw... The number the other day of... It's too much. One of them, I think, has got like 20-some flights in it already. It's so awesome. Just jamming. Just it's jamming so away. Awesome. Yeah, all you got to do is get the fundamentals right, and there's oh, nothing says so you sick, can't just keep dude. launching those things, bro. That's so sick. So insane. And the the actual... Uh, the Starship has a... The Dragon? Uh, yeah. Well, no, oh, the actual... The actual oh, okay. Starship yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. doing... It's got it's uh it's hop test coming up real soon. Really? Yeah. So that's the one where they actually they I think they go up to fifty meters or some Woo! shit like that, and then they it goes over and then it lands. I am so man excited for this. See thing. the spacecraft take Dude. me to Mars, Elon. I'm just kidding. I want to wait a while. I don't want to go. I don't want to. I'm be not. First I'm not gonna Mars. hang out there yeah. first. I'll go once it's set up, bro. Yeah, once yeah. It, once it's, once legit, it's established, I'll... and there's yeah, I'm, I'm sign me the fuck up right now. SOS live from Mars, that would be legit. And he goes, and he go. What uh, he was asked, like you know, what would the laws or whatever be like? Would you, you know, would you adhere to U.S. laws or something on Mars? He goes, no, 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 no. We, no. we will not be bound by earthly laws. Mars, bitch. I want to see what kind of government Elon sets up on Mars. That's, Elon law. That's going to be the fun part about E-law. this whole thing. Elon. Elon. Elon Here we follow the Elaw. Okay. So let's talk about talk about the Kraken real quick. Let's talk it's, about it's the pretty Kraken. Quick, and then we'll do our hill to die on. It should show we'll you how big sports. the Kraken is. It'll be, whoa. It's, it'll so be that quick. next episode is episode 99. Yes. That will be our final episode for the year. And we will talk about student loan debt pitches and whether or not that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm probably um, going to do the show in my Christmas onesie. Deal. Maybe I'll think of something cool to wear. Maybe I'll find a new sweater. Find a new Christmas sweater. I got to get new sweaters. My chest is too big now for all the sweaters that I have, like oh, all the cardigans and too, shit. You're too jacked. I got too swole. Bro, my brother sent me this picture oh. the other day. He's never had a, 
an ugly Christmas sweater before, but he found one at the Gatson flag. Oh, Gatson. what? Yeah. So I was like, That's dude, you need sick. to be buying that for your first ugly Christmas Hell sweater. Hell yeah. I need a duck sweater. I need a duck's ugly Christmas sweater is what I need. My, Can they I've make like one? outgrown most of my jerseys too. Ooh. I bought a large jersey last year and it was like on the cusp because I'm more of an extra large, but it was a jersey, so it was okay. Way too small. Though. Way my chest small. is too big. I can't fit in it. It's too it's, small. It's Dax's jersey too now. Too small. I'll keep it for years. It's like it's that candy green one. That Ooh. the fucking coolest one. Yeah, I can't fit anymore. I'm too big. Chest too Damn. Big. Chest too small. Chest anyway. too small. Anyway, that's, that's highly upsetting, dude. Talk about the Kraken. So Sidney Powell um, has been talking for probably like ten days, two weeks now about releasing the Kraken, right? Oh, yeah. And a lot of uh, just you know pretty salacious. Um, allegations just thrown out there. The biggest one being supposedly sworn testimony about Dominion voting machines, right? Yes. And Dominion voting machines are the one in Michigan that 6,000 votes were swapped over and they're used in like 43 counties in Michigan and 20-something states and like it's a whole it's a mm-hmm. whole deal, right? We talked about it with Larry last episode. Huge, huge concern. That's obviously concern yeah. because if it happened one place that it's, it could potentially happen other places. Yeah. But, And on top me, of that, the the air of illegitimacy that it gives any election at that point, it's, it's, yes, that's unacceptable. Um, I believe we also talked about that there were senators Blumenthal and somebody else who were actively writing letters about yeah. how this could happen and that we probably shouldn't be using devo- yeah. Dominion voting machines Years anymore. Ago. And, uh, for some, we, for some reason we still fucking did it. So still that's really weird. Um, so what we have specifically from – she said a lot of stuff, right? There's like a 10-minute video or so that's been going around. I sent it yeah. to you, I think, but that's like – Including alleging that multiple candidates um, have paid Dominion, both from the Republican yes. and Democratic side. So es- essentially what she said in this 10-minute video, mm-hmm. right, is that allegedly – Allegedly. Um, Dominion voting software years and years ago – Worked and was funded by Hugo Chavez, who used to be the president of Venezuela. Yes. Correct? And this yeah. is two company iterations before they were Dominion, Yes, I recall. Yes. And so I'm just going to call it Dominion for ease of communication. Yeah. But it is they've they've changed names. They've they've developed things have happened since then. But yeah. this just for ease Which is of also communication, right? Not out of the ordinary for a big no. uh, you know, no. an international company. And like, like I that. said, she talked for like ten minutes. So it, there was a lot of information like oh, afterwards Mainstream reporters talking all kinds of shit. She's going on about communists and Hugo Chavez. He's fucking dead. Venezuela, yeah. South America, all this shit. Doesn't even make any sense. We're talking about American elections. Just 2020. It, it's, a, it's a long line. But if you just hold on, right? Okay. So she's talking about how Dominion voting software before it was Dominion was funded and worked with Hugo Chavez to be the voting software they could use in Venezuela and then eventually in South America and other dictatorial countries so they could design it so that the leaders of the countries could adjust the votes in the software after the votes had already happened and not only vote it but like delete evidence that they were ever in the machines and all all of this yeah. salacious stuff that you could hack an election change it and make it look like it never happened yeah right specifically because of the code is so simplistic it allows yes it essentially allows you to take a USB drive with a little bit of line code on it plug it into it, run a program and have it change something and have no memory of you ever changing it. I saw somewhere, I don't remember where, 
but a PBS did a documentary That's two right. years ago about d- right. about these very machines, and they had just a regular guy who went and bought a voting machine, hacked the fuck out of it, and was like, this is what we're using, Yep. and nothing happened. It's yeah. the same yeah. goddamn machines that we used in the last election, and for some reason, we're supposed to believe the line of like, no, there is zero evidence of any potential widespread voter fraud or any fucking thing like that. Nope. Even though we've had scientists, senators... All kinds of officials come out and say that they're serious concern over Dominion voting machines. There's no problem here. No worry. Not even any type. No evidence. That doesn't make any fucking sense. That's no. illogical. It's, it's, not, it's counter to logic. It is, it's completely reversed because they've already said it. It's gaslighting to the, to the highest degree. They have started investigations on it before in the past. Yep. How is that alone not evidence enough to merit an investigation? That's all I'm at. I'm like, I'm right. not willing to, to to stand on one side of this fence. I'm going to stand on top of the fence. It's a problem going, for everyone. Give, just look into it. Yeah. Look into it. It seems if there is one case of it, that's too much. Look into it. Especially I need because Sidney Powell is saying that it's not just the Democrats that have done it. The yeah. Republicans have taken advantage too. It's 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 a big deal now because she works for President Trump, so that's the focus. But she said in this 10-minute you know, press conference, right. she, but she said in here that it's not just Democrats, right? She talked specifically about Hugo, Hugo Chavez yeah. and communists because the Democrats are going to the left. And so she's like spinning a web yeah. of a story of, you know, this, this transcends decades of communism and socialism. And that's why this is happening. And that's why the left is doing this because they're socialists and they hate President Trump. So she's not crazy talking about shit that happened decades ago it, it's just a long story of why this is happening now and who is using it and why they're using it and so it, it's it she's making it as like everybody's using it now but it's a tool of the left yeah and so that's like kind of why that's happening the way that it's happening and the easiest way to do that and make it appeal to everybody is to scare People now who are seeing it happening now and they're like, holy shit. And then also to scare older people who were alive and watched Hugo Chavez destroy Venezuela and fuck over South America and everywhere. And so you're getting, you know, you're bringing in everybody Mm -hmm. when you extend the timeline out that many years. Which is a really unfortunate way of trying to prove her point in my mind. Yes. It's so, it turns so many people off because I understand what what she tried to do, but it's kind of like. I mean, I, I want to say, like, are her and Trump related? Because the way they try to uh, put their point across are equally as terrible, in my mind. Yeah. And with somebody like like Powell, it really disturbed me. Because I I heard, when she first came on the scene, I heard, like, really good things about her. And, like, her track record and all this She wouldn't shit. be doing this if there wasn't something to it. Right. Like, well-respected lawyers saying that type of shit. Supposedly. Yeah. And, and then... Yeah, so she made all those statements, and then nothing really happened, nothing really happened, and then she did finally file court proceedings last week. Yeah, on Wednesday, I think. Yeah, it was right before Uh, the holiday. And nothing has come out publicly yet, I don't think. But So we'll see what happens. I would imagine it's only a matter of time until something gets, you know, Mm -hmm. FOIA released or whatever whatever the fuck. However that happens has to be unsealed, I think, by the courts. but I would imagine it's only a matter of time until that happens. But yeah. whether or not the only people that are going to try to make those requests and look into that are going to be, you know, alt media sources right. that are going sure to Crowder be will get it in the mainstream. Um, and the sh- the shame of it is that 
it for whatever reason it took so long you know now we have states that the results are being certified you know i mean it's and it's happening mm -hmm. more and more and more all the time we talked about this with larry last time that yeah. it's you only have so much time you yeah. know and if you want to it's creeping into december in which you know the the delegates or the electors and shit are going to be selected so yeah. I, i'm time is running out yeah um which some people say is still a strategy you know i saw a metric the other day that trump had lost what 36 out of 38 of his court filings thus far and some people are trying to insinuate that that essentially is a it was a strategy you know we're talking 40 chess again that the trump admit or the trump campaign was doing so that essentially it just makes them look like a mockery until like they're really ready at the very last minute and they'll, they'll drop a, you know, drop the hot mic and then the Democrats <clears throat> don't have any time to respond at that point because it's too late. Cause and all they've, they've been waited. doing is making a mockery of them. Yeah. I don't know if I buy that. I don't either. Um, and there's only time will prove whether or not that's crazy or not. Yeah. And just to be clear for everybody, we're not like sitting here like, man, I hope there's a way that Donald Trump really wins this election. But I, I am hoping for the sake of the integrity of the election that there is something to this so that it wasn't like a whole much ado about nothing. Because if that does happen, then in the future, if there is a real legitimate issue with the voting systems, nobody's going to give a shit. Because the last time this came up, Sidney Powell went on and on and on for weeks, and then the Kraken came out, and it was really just a fucking guppy or whatever they're going to say. Oh, because yeah, because it's going to be some type of you know media talking point of the yeah. Kraken was really a fucking whatever. Oh, the Kraken. The Kraken was really a piece of calamari, you know. So oh! uh, it's right here. That's somebody else. I bet. I bet. If and if nothing comes of the Kraken, at least one media pundit says the Kraken has been turned to calamari. You or it, bro. So I'm calling it. it here six point nine trillion and the Kraken and calamari. Oh, That's man. what I'm calling today. So, oh my god. So, I find it interesting. This there is definitely something to this, or there appears to be something to this. Well, there definitely is because people have been talking about it for years. Yes. So there's definitely something to it. We've seen. A PBS documentary of fucking somebody hacking the machines. So it's definitely a thing. We probably shouldn't be voting on this software. No. Probably shouldn't be using the machines anymore. Probably shouldn't be voting on software. Um, yeah, it's concerning. I understand it's 2020, but the electronics thing is not... I don't know. It's not like, I, there's a secure way to do it, but not like independent machines. I don't know. I, don't know, I feel man. like there's a way to securely vote from your phone, but I don't think machines with a bunch of steps in between is the right way to do it. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Maybe I sound like an idiot. I'm not a techie. I don't know... I barely know how to use a computer. You but know, the one thing that would truly give people faith in elections, regardless of how, which method you implemented, we did by it on state, Twitter. Transparency. Oh yeah. If everybody knew exactly live what it updates was like, would be cool. If you could, if you could log on to a website and go to your local precinct where they're counting votes, and you have a fucking nice zoomed-in shot of that person looking there, and you can go. Yes. You know, like oh yeah, yeah. Fucking transparency for for 2020. Transparency levels that are adequate enough to to satisfy our our craved transparently desire in 2020. Well, we saw that in some states, so there's no reason that it's you don't have no live feeds just going. No, it's you just know, because of the, like the way the the legal bureaucracy works around those things. Like you have to have laws passed to do that. Most just of the let time, let us watch, it, bitch. You know, like that case in Pennsylvania that that the state uh a state judge just upheld a desire to get a 
uh, what do you call it, a stay on the confirmation of votes in the Pennsylvania election because mm. you know they somebody cried foul on, against a law that was on the books that was unconstitutional because a lot of these laws require constitutional amendment constitutional amendments that's the point i was trying to get to so yeah. like it's it's hard to change these things and get them up to speed with today's like requirements and explain what they know, did wrong explain what they did wrong yes down in pennsylvania so it i believe it was called act 77 it was passed in by the republican state legislature the republican majority state legislature there and it's essentially a change to the voting laws in the state that allow for mail-in mail-in voting and which seems fine on its face and you can pass it into law and all this good stuff but at the end of the day it takes a constitutional amendment to change a voting law generally speaking in most states and i believe in this in pennsylvania that is indeed the case and specifically this current lawsuit is trying to essentially get the electors their power back. Uh, they want the power of the to nominate electors in this state to revert back to the legislature as per the Constitution. And in this particular case, it appears as though some laws were passed in this Act 77 that essentially stripped the legis the state legislatures from their ability to pick electors, the people that actually go to the college and vote, in place of the secretary of state's personnel so the secretary of state on the state level are usually the the state office that handles all election processes and all this good stuff and so they're trying to say in pennsylvania that they due to a exorbitant case you know anecdotal cases of voter irregularities and possible fraud they want these state electors to be you know they want their power back to actually choose their electors back to the state legislature um and that's it just got filed i believe friday after the holiday and i'm not sure exactly if that's the same exact you know bill and lawsuit that the republican member sean parnell I believe his name sean parnell or chris parnell i can't remember his name he was on tim cast the other day talking about it and i'm not sure that's what the lawsuit is that he's involved in but it sure sounded like it so i'm i'm curious if they idiots. if they got that so they are they're idiots. yeah they're idiots <clears throat> yeah so anyways that's kind of it's one of those and that potentially depending on how that goes and what the court's remedy to that situation is the kraken um oh uh, pennsylvania. pennsylvania um you know because the kraken what the fuck over Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. That's what they're trying to deal with in Pennsylvania. Yeah, the uh, the lawsuit. The lawsuit, constitutional amendment, essentially making it impossible to, you know, to do mail-in voting. So, uh, well, you can't vote oh. the election without passing a law. That's right. And most of the time, that Idiots. law requires a constitutional amendment. And it appears as though the Republican legislature of Pennsylvania started the process to work towards a constitutional amendment ended up dropping that process at some point and just passing the law anyways. And some are concerned that the reason they did that is because they knew it would be unconstitutional, so they passed it anyways and to see if anybody would challenge it in the courts. Interesting. Yeah. But the, the real problem there is that if that is indeed the case and they win that case, how many other states out there might fall subject to that kind of precedent where changes were made to the voting laws without a amendment to the Constitution, which 
you know, was required. Would love to see some form of audit on state laws about like this is not constitutional. Like oh. it, it may have, it may have passed Bro. your state constitution, but this is not up to snuff federally, bitch. Yep. Because <clears throat> there are times. I mean, sometimes shit that infringes on rights that yeah. are instilled in the constitution already yep. that even though it may be up to states rights this law that you've passed is unconstitutional indeed there there's a lot Assholes. of those laws inevitably on the books at some point but mad gun laws yeah there's oh, mad yeah, gun yeah, laws that are unconstitutional yeah, as far as i'm concerned most of them but who knows you know that's again all this stuff will come down to yes we'll see what happens with the kraken um yeah like you said it'll all come down to Sidney powell and whatever yeah Rolls out with TikTok, the Kraken. Yeah. Um, certainly it's possible that whatever happens in Pennsylvania sets a precedent for the rest yeah. of the country. And we'll have to see. Um, there's a lot of shit happening as far as, you know, like shutdown orders and stuff that are coming out as unconstitutional. And mm-hmm. well, now we just, uh, like we said, that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the religious groups in New York. Uh, so I imagine there will be a lot of lawsuits around the country regarding religious groups and churches and stuff like that. People being arrested yeah. for holding outdoor congregations and shit. As well, there so, should be. Yeah. There should be. There I imagine there will be a wave of that. The Bible wave, I'll call it. Yeah. Not to say that taking mitigation steps is wrong, but mandating on high that right. mitigation you know, steps are required. Is discriminating okay. against religious groups because of the way that they choose to conduct their faith. I the most hilarious thing that I saw about that is somebody who quote tweeted an article about it and said, "Oh, so I guess the separation of church and state means nothing anymore." Wait, wait, what? What? Pause button. Do you mean through this Supreme Court decision in which they ratify the separation of church and state? I don't. I don't I'm I don't, sorry. What the fuck are you it. talking about? I don't get it. Yeah, the ideology of, of the far left makes no sense anymore. No, it really um, does not, my friend. Anything that rules in favor of the right, that doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. That's stupid. Hilarious. Okay, so do you want to do hills to die on? What's your hill, baby? All right. Where are you dying today? The first, first one. First well, one? No, 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 I meant like of the two of us. Okay. Um, our country is stronger than Donald Trump. Yes, it is. Right? One of the big things that I've seen over the last few weeks is, you know, Donald Trump still hasn't conceded this election. And it was 16 days before Joe Biden had full access to everything going on in the White House. Um, I, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but... Joe Biden made up a fake office of the president-elect that he's been running around pretending to be for since Election Day. The His office defense, of the president-elect doesn't yeah. exist. That's no, not a thing. It's not That's a thing. just a backdrop that they fucking made up to make it look more official so they can try and take more stabs at Donald Trump on his way out. Yep. Hilarious. The idea that Donald Trump is required, not that it wouldn't be out of the ordinary, Right. Mm -hmm. But the idea that Donald Trump is required to concede the election in order for the next person to become the president is not only wrong, it's fucking laughable. That's stupid. You only get four years. That's it. He doesn't decide whether or not he's president. He did not inaugurate himself. He did not swear himself in. That's not how this works. You get four years. We pick the next guy. We're swearing him in and you're done. You're done. We talked about this when Larry was here. There's a bunch of dudes that look just like Larry, who they may not like it. Their job is to go and peacefully walk Donald Trump out of the goddamn Oval Office if he overstays his welcome. <laughs> That's what their job is. I bet there's at least eight dudes who are being briefed and trained on that right now as a contingency. Just, I wonder what the policy number is to that. I have no idea. But I, I'm sure that with just the way that the military works, 
there is at least a small group of dudes who are being trained to potentially peacefully remove President Trump and his cabinet from the White House in the extremely unlikely event that he refuses to concede the election or refuses to leave vacate the office after the inauguration. And you know they're not going to take him it's, out the back door. No. They're going to take him down the escape tunnel. We're walking it. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It's not going to see it. So if it happened. I'd pay to see and that. And those these are that's awesome. those are just examples for right now, right? But things we've seen in the past that show this country is stronger than Donald Trump. The two Supreme Court justices, the two first that he that he put into place, have ruled against him on numerous cases. Many judges that he's put in his uh, that he's placed have ruled against him in many different cases. Um, his administration leaked like a goddamn sieve. Still, oh yeah, it was on a near daily basis. Things were being leaked and released, stories being written. Somebody with close, uh, you know, knowledge of the situation oh, in yeah. the White House has said this and this and this. On a near daily basis. The FBI... I Come on, dog. I'm not even going to go into right. like the Russiagate, like all of this shit. But Ooh. like the FBI, crossfire hurricane, all of this nonsense that happened. It's nonsense. It seems laughable to me that he is being hoisted up and put on this pedestal as a monolith of like... He, he's, he just has a, a stranglehold on the country. And yeah. what are we going to do if he chooses not to leave? The army's going to take him. They're going to go. It's yeah. probably going to be the Secret Service. They're going to be like, you don't, we don't work for you anymore. You got to go. I appreciate that you're the president. You're going to be a president forever. But you got to go. So That'll the be idea the, uh, that, like, the, you know how presidents get, like, a B-Squad security detail for the rest of their lives? Yes. You know? Yeah. Like, they get the B-Squad guys to come in there. That's their exactly. first, their first Your job. Your first is assignment <laughs> is to take Donald Trump to Trump Tower in New York. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. So... For anybody who's, I don't know, freaking out or whatever, I, I don't I don't understand why you're allowing somebody that you'll never meet to live rent-free in your dome piece like that. But everybody with Trump derangement syndrome that is constantly thinking about the way that he is negatively affecting the country, I don't – I'd love to see you at the end of this four years because it's going to be a goddamn roller coaster. Dude. <clears throat> it's just – just let it go. The country – is over 200 years old you know it's over it, it's over 300 years old it'll be all right got it? it was almost 300 years old yeah we, we got it we got it it'll be it'll, okay it'll be all right donald trump isn't gonna do it that's he, donald founders. trump isn't the one yeah. he's not the guy he's not, <laughs> he's not the guy I, I i don't know who the guy is but it's not donald trump he's not the guy he is not the guy that's gonna take down the country no, it'll be kamal so. harris uh <laughs> it'll be kamal harris he says not the guy that's my bet two years into it so that's me that's where i'm at this week that's the country is stronger than donald trump i like it. what's your hill to die on my hill to die on right now feels like it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller <laughs> every day because what this is it's a rising tide of the return of yes the swamp the swamp is coming back word the corporate democrats are looking like at this point i'm operating off the assumption that biden will win and it will be finalized and he will become president that seems that's that's how we've been running yeah. yeah and as of right now we're bringing in all the old corrupt cronies that have been around forever and a day and it's just you know our our quote-unquote return to normalcy you know the swamp is rising and my hill is getting smaller and smaller because I don't, there's still a lot of positions to fill on this cabinet, and I have a feeling that it's only going to go downhill from here. And that is, it's, mm. it's more soul crushing than anything else when I really think about it. Like, 
I'm, I didn't. I wanted to be angry at this stuff because the minute you know, I thought maybe he'd be throwing in a whole bunch of radicals and stuff like that. And you can argue a lot of these people I thought probably so too. are. And stuff, I was scared, but, but we're not there yet, man. There's Department of Defense, Secretary of Treasury, Attorney General, Secretary of the Interior, you know, like Secretary of Energy, Secretary of Education, like all these massively powerful heads of state, essentially unelected bureaucrats that do and have done nothing with their lives more than suck up to fucking politicians who give them sweet ass jobs. It, we're going back to that. Biden, Wall Street candidate, Goldman Sachs candidate. I mean, we're back to, to corporate cronyism again, thanks to the Democrats. And I, I, I just can't. This should not be happening. Trump was controlled chaos. We kind of knew what it was. You know, the dude was a psycho. We knew it and we dealt with it. And we, you know, yeah. and we got some decent things on the back end. This is only going to breed more and more deep corruption. More and more people are going to get rich. The rich people are going to c- continue to get richer while everyone else in the middle class just is systematically destroyed by lockdowns. And it's just, it's terrifying and it's depressing. But that's, but I'm not, I'm just going to sit here and I told you before the cast, we're going to do, if Biden gets the job, we're going to call balls and strikes. I just, I don't see a whole lot of... Like we've been doing for three years now. Yes. Our, our love-hate relationship with Donald Trump, I think, is, is one that stands. I told you, Kyle told me long ago that he was listening to the podcast and he heard me say, God damn it, I hope a Democrat wins so we can talk shit about him too. And I, I don't know that this is what I thought was going to happen when I said that. Right. But I am glad that we're going to have a Democrat so that we can shit on his decisions right. for the next four years. We can years. prove that we're not Republican shills. Unbiased, baby. The most unbiased podcast around. That's right. You just get our own biases, which generally tend to be just against. We're pretty open about it. Corruption. We're pretty open about it, though. Yeah, like I like. It's no secret here. I like this book. I like the document. I like the documents in and around it that give it context. I like. Yeah. I like true geo, uh, Judeo-Christian values that our country was founded on, and. I like the general philosophy that you just leave everybody the fuck alone and let them let us all do our thing, and we'll, we'll probably make a pretty good go of it. To the point of your hill to die on, mm-hmm. we talked maybe earlier, maybe in the pre-show, about <clears throat> the Secretary of Defense, the last two yes. people in line for the Secretary of Defense. I don't remember what their names are. We can look them up. We, not you. I, well, you can if you want. But, um, we'll do a cursory. They are both, to my understanding, actively working for defense contractors. And, excuse me, when one of them gets the job, they are not, excuse me, required to disclose publicly or privately which defense contractors they worked for. And they'll then be in control of our entire defense budget of over $700 billion and be able to give that money to whoever they want. And so it's obviously very easy to deduce that they may very well just give you know enormous amounts of money to the company that they just worked for since the last time that they were in government. Michelle Florney, Michelle Florney, CEO of West X Advisors, former Undersecretary of Defense for Policy. Co- God, fucking internet. She works for a defense contractor. Yep, and she's the Secretary of Defense. She is. She's one of the candidates. One of the candidates. Yep, yeah. Yep. 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 And then she, she, yeah. Back to the top. Yeah. Then she's 
she's right. They got a whole piece on her. In she works for a defense contractor. Yep. And now, so that's Which disclosed, makes sense, right? right? Okay, because she's already so, in the defense industry, right? She's an right. expert. She used to work in the defense department, and then she worked for a defense contractor. Now works for a defense contractor. Yep. And now she's going to be secretary of defense. That doesn't make any sense. I and not not in a way of like Crone career. Obviously, she has expertise, experience financially. It, yeah, she, quote unquote experience. In the defense industry, right? Because she's dealt with this money and done whatever. But, again, the fact that she's now going to leave, like you said, the swamp and jump straight back into the private sector or the public Mm -hmm. sector and work for the government and then jump, presumably, back Back. into the private sector and work for another defense contractor, probably that same one, if not somebody else that she hooked up fucking fatty style in that office. Why is this something that we're okay with? Why is it something that we're, we're going to, to accept from somebody who ran on Donald Trump is so corrupt? Look at all this corruption that's happening. Corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. But I'm going to grab a bunch of people who are lobbyists and who are working for the you know yeah, these particular dif- individual industries and just bring them back in. People who worked for other administrations, even though I've run on. We need new voices. We need no new ideas, young ideas, new people, the young people. That's who's going to win. That's the future. But. Not with Biden in office. So that's a good that's one. That's what you get. That's a good one. It's just, and it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. I want to be angry, but I don't even have, have enough fools, to bro. Be angry about it. It's just, you, I would you feel get like what a you fool. fucking ask for. People. If I voted for Joe Biden, I would feel like a fool. The number of, and I don't know how reliable the number is or how high it is, but they say the number of, what do you call those, oh, top. Oh, there's a term for it where you just vote on your ballot for the president and that's it and you leave the rest of it blank. Yeah. The number of those Joe Biden got is fucking astronomical. Like in certain states, you know, you I think it's probably in Pennsylvania as part of that lawsuit and shit they're talking about. You know, for the last like three or four elections, you've had anywhere between like, oh no, that's the, uh, the permanently confined individuals or something like that. There's just, you're getting a lot of these sus ballots coming in where like people are are voting just for biden and no one else down ticket which saying those are totally 100 percent legitimate those people did not vote in like in good conscience you're going out there just to vote against somebody and and leave right that is not a responsible manner to <coughs> to, to vote i mean Far be it for me to say that you can't vote that way. That's fine. I think it's funny that I but did everything dangerous. but that. I, I voted <laughs> the for opposite. everything except for the top of the ticket. You were only a down yeah. down ballot voter. But how many people how many votes out there would you venture to just random guess like Oh my god. Were just done out of spite. No they didn't, oh, they didn't man. want they didn't want Biden, but they fucking hate Trump. Get him out of there. I'm going to say at least 10 million, right? At least 10 million and people. that's just not healthy. Who couldn't vote for Donald Trump. That's just not However healthy. many people collectively voted for Joe Jorgensen, <laughs> that's how many times two. Yeah, times Because I bet there was at, at least that many who voted for Joe Biden. Yeah. But a bunch of them were like, I can't do it. I can't do either of them. I'm going third party. Going third party, baby. I want to know how many people just didn't vote for president. That's what I want to know. I want to know how many people left the top of the ticket blank like yeah. you did. How many people like me out there? There's one. There's that's two what, in this that's room. That's what I want to know. 
if you reach out to me privately if you feel comfortable but if you're watching this right now and you choose you chose not to vote for president because you just couldn't vote for either of those candidates let me know because i'm super interested i think that's very interesting um i went joe jorgensen i talked about it here i was hoping there was some she got one percent in a couple of places that's right i'm like that's what's up i think i saw 1.7 in one. yep i told you she wasn't the one she's not the guy just like trump isn't the guy but i like you know i like the idea that you feel better that way the cause of libertarianism is growing a little bit the idea of a third party the potential for a parliamentary style system you is, love is that growing slowly system. i really i really think that's the key yeah i really think that's the way to do it you want to know the problem with uh is a whole we'll save this for for next week but um i told you before that there's a problem with the ideology of freedom and liberty is that it always breeds a counterforce and that's totalitarian authoritarianism yeah yeah so it, you know begs the question as long as freedom exists there's always going to be a cause so and a need to fight for it guns right yeah. isn't that weird yes isn't that weird so uh sports we're out right here so uh, that's the end of the series stuff for this week yeah so next week or next episode we will talk about the student loan debt i think that's the only thing we didn't hit this week that's mm -hmm. fucking pretty good yeah Boom. out here pretty good this is why um, I gave, we gave one topic that we knew we we're gonna hit yes <laughs> yeah that was healthy well in the gun one it was a lot took a while um but that's the type of shit that like larry was talking about last week you know yep. that clip that jordan we should really turn that into a little not to add more things to your plate but that's just so a good like review now. thing for us to have what larry said last week about mm -hmm. you know the way that we do shorts shit. yeah exactly that's a good short to have um and if any of you guys out there that are listening if you yeah if you feel like you're listening to the podcast on monday and you want something to become Ow. a short so that you can be the cool guy at work that shows your friends like a little 15 minute clip of whatever it is that we're talking about let us know let me know yeah and if, we will make that happen if you want a short a particular short to yeah. be made yes yeah, so you can send it absolutely let us know some people don't even like looking through the timestamp. i thought would like deal with a lot of those issues of like no just go directly to what you want but some people are still fucking little pussies about that unfortunately people tend to be lazy individual lazy yeah. creatures and yes that was offensive that's you know Nothing anyway. better than talking shit about the audience. Huh, yeah. Buddy? <laughs> uh, terrible. Okay. So sports this week. Um, this Bye is week this is week twelve uh, or week eleven. Yeah, and you up or week twelve up, up against the Jimmy Jam. League. Yeah, it's week twelve this week, and then week thirteen next week, and then we're into the playoffs. Right. League of seven hundred dollars this week. I play Morgan, and the next week I play Casey. Ooh, okay. that's a tough lineup. It dude. is a super tough matchup. Morgan is projected to be my 30 points this week. I had a late Adam Thielen dropped out. He caught the COVIDs. So Adam Thielen is out. Oh, bro. Um, I do have Chris Carson back. Elliot, Zeke Elliott got 32 yards and a fumble. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I think um, Chris Carson just, one catch. Got, just came back. Chris Carson he? just Did came I? back. He's been out for three weeks. It's been a real bitch. Ooh. But let's see. The last couple weeks, I. But I've won the last three weeks without him. Oh, yeah. So um, I beat Chad, and then I beat Officer Brian. And then, oh, my God, I beat Jordan Omodovar by .26 points. I Point saw that. .26 points. What the? I had just my kicker left. Just my fucking kicker, right? And his defense? Um, was left? It I was, was like, I oh, was, it was like the standard 10 point projection yeah. or whatever. No, it was oh. actually, it was his kicker oh, that okay. was going. It was his kicker, and I needed him to get seven points or less. Yep. And Tom Brady's driving down the field because as Ryan suck up the Tampa Bay kicker, Tom Brady's driving down the field 
last drive. And I'm like, okay, if he kicks an extra point, like I'm boned. He literally yep. has to miss this kick or else I won't win. Driving in the field, throws a goddamn interception. Woo! And the fucking <laughs> and that's it. The Rams won the game, and so there was no opportunity. 0.26 points I won by. I am now currently sitting at eight and three. Balling out here. So we have the playoffs that start in the next few weeks. If the playoffs started today, Joe would be playing Cody, Morgan would be playing Casey. Jordan Omadovar would be playing you, and I would be playing Lacey. So those are super tough matchups. I'm in the two seed right now. Cody is the only one who has a better record than me at nine and two. Hot dog. Yeah. You're looking pretty good, though, seven and four. You did way better this year than you did last year. It's Yeah. Way better this year. I'm getting into, like, some uh, seriously home stretch problems. Um, quarterback and backup quarterback are out right yeah. now. Breeze is out IR, which is massive. Bro fractured ribs this guy like multiple fractured ribs and a punctured lung that's what drew Brees at he's too old bro he's gotta go he's he is getting there. old him and tom he's brady fragile. are in this race of like who has the most touchdowns all time and they keep going back and forth when they throw more touchdowns tom brady is hopefully going to get a nice little chunky lead while uh drew Brees is out not hopefully because i don't really care who gets it but you got some good you know you got some tough matchups this week also, but Robbie yeah, Anderson against Minnesota, hopefully you can get some fucking nasty going on. Yeah. It would be nice. I'm going to have to – I got to watch Minshaw and see what's popping with him because yeah. he's been pretty legit for me. You know, he throws up, you know, solid 20 pluses. Yeah. You know, except for every now and again. But The laid out by Todd Gurley, that's unfortunate because yeah. that's a really good matchup that he had. Yep. Yeah, that really yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I might – I might lose it right so, at the end here. We got some tough stuff going on in my other leagues. Let's see. This is the this is the um, I I was projected to lose by like thirteen last week though, and I fucking wiped the floor with him. I yeah, that's what I'm saying. Projections with, but, don't mean shit. Yeah. That's why I wait. You know, like Morgan has Russell Wilson, and she also has DK Metcalf, and so mm. the mm. thing about it is that they could go off for like ninety million points, or he could nothing. throw three picks, and yeah. DK Metcalf could have nothing, and it's so it's. There's potential either way of what could happen here. It's a wild fucking um, league, bro. They're playing Philadelphia, who has like a really, a really decent defense. So I'm really interested to see what happens. However, I do love the Seahawks. The Monday night game, Monday 515, so I love that. Monday 515. Love that. Russell Wilson always plays good in prime time. It's always that's why I hate playing teams like this because I really want the Seahawks to do well. Yeah. But also fuck Morgan. And I exactly. want him. Like I really want this money. I told Jordan if I win three leagues this year that's like 12 1400 bucks fuck bud i feel totally comfortable at that point buying plates and also doing other shit with the rest of that money right. and like i won't feel guilty at all not even slightly won't feel even a little bit guilty that's fantasy money sweetheart it's all fuck, free money yeah yeah i always because we have debt and shit you know i'm like why well, i should put if i got 300 bucks i should put it on one of these credit cards to pay down on. you know like that's that's what i should do but also if i have you know Fourteen hundred dollars. Well, I'll buy some plates and then I'll put the rest of it. Yeah, credit cards and everything will be will be good to go. It'll all be good. Yeah, it's all Ryan about Fitz is coming it's back. All about weighing. So I just saw that Ryan Fitzpatrick is on. He's he's holding the top spot in available players. And that says that he's gonna play this week. They're not gonna play Tua. Mm-hmm. Let's see, we're in week twelve, right? He's projected. Fitzpatrick is in line to start Sunday against the Jets after Tua was downgraded to doubtful. Cool. Well, I'm going to. I think I might have to do some last minute. Uh, That's a pretty good matchup. trade right there. It's a good. Got him. Scooped Got him. Got him. 
There you go. I think I am going to edit my lineup. Kirk is going to have to take a seat on the yeah, bench. Yeah, who, who are they playing? Jets. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. He's, gonna, he's throwing five teeters. Anybody who has Devontae Parker, Woo-hoo. play him because Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing this weekend and they're playing the goddamn Jets. That's three teeters. Easy. Mm. Easy against the Jets. That's beautiful. The Jets are terrible. They are um, and always have been. Yeah, yeah. In my book. So, Seahawks play Philadelphia this week. Who do you think wins? Hawks. Yeah. Philadelphia's offense is fucking terrible. They've been letting Russ cook in the kitchen. He's been Their defense is great, throwing out some heat. but their offense is fucking horrible. Order up! Yeah. I'm interested to see. In my other leagues, just run everyone through it. In um, the league, like Ryan's league, I'm 6 and 5. Um, in the Bennett league, I'm 5 and 6. And in my Dynasty league, I'm 7 and 4. Oh, dog. Dynasty league looking pretty good. Yeah. I went 6 and 0. Oh. In the dynasty league before I finally caught a loss, oh, and then I got wow. like four straight. But yeah, six and zero in that dynasty league, I was smashing, 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 smashing Nigel, smashing. Yeah, Nigel. um, I think that is line time. It for today. Line yeah. time, rhyme time. Um, so I want to remind everybody, we really need to be setting the goddamn timer to tell people to fucking like review and subscribe and shit like that. Yeah, so remind everybody. Leave us a review and a rating wherever you're listening to the podcast. Subscribe to us. Obviously, if you're not already, if you're new to this, tell your friends to subscribe to us. Send it to them. We're being shadow banned to fuck on everything. So tell your friends. If you see a post of ours, like it, share it, comment on it. Um, it's extremely difficult for us to grow. Make sure that on Twitter you're looking at the latest page and not the homepage so that you can see everything that's coming up. Don't allow the tech overlords to tell you and dictate what you can and can't see. Click on the sparkly thing in the corner. And switch to the latest. Boom. There you go. Make sure, if you're on Twitter, go to a little sparkly in the top right corner. See your latest tweets. Don't let the tech overlords decide what you can and can't see. They don't fucking know what you want. You know what's jacked is I feel like I know I've done that before. It switches back. After mm. a certain amount of time, it switches back. And it will That's tell you. Cool, Jack Dorsey. It'll tell you when you first open it. It'll say, you're now looking at the home screen. But if you're like, open it and then look up at something, you'll miss it. You know, if you're not, if you're not opening it and looking at your phone, then you'll miss it. And it's not uncommon for me to be doing something else and open Twitter and finish this and then go back to my phone and do Twitter. You we know? do this to ourselves. We've done this to ourselves. Don't allow the tech overlords to control what you can see. No. Follow us on everything. Yes. Instagram at Salt of the Streets. Facebook at Salt of the Streets. YouTube at Salt of the Streets. Everywhere you can find a podcast, Salt of the Streets. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter. Alpaca underscore Donald on Instagram at Salt of the Streets on Parlor. He's a big bird off you on all those things. You can find all this information. Saltofthestreets.com. What were you going to say? Parlor's blown up, by the way. Parlor's getting big. Yeah, it's getting Parlor's big. Parlor's getting big. I got to start. I, don't, I have not posted anything yet. What are the, a parley? That's what a parley? Called. Yeah, I think so. It's bad. Haven't posted yet. I'm going to give it a shot. We're going to see what's up. Yep. I'm going to start going for it. And I'm also looking at that other video platform, too. Rumble. Rumble! Yeah. I don't like that when you follow someone on Parler, you automatically subscribe to their feed also. Yep. I don't like that. So make sure that if you're on Parler, you're paying attention to that. I'm going to kind of start doing Parler, man. I know. I really need an Android phone so I can set up widgets again. That's the Ooh, coolest thing about widgets. Android phones is that you can have a widget for like any type of app. And so you can have, you know, a widget for anything on your Ooh. home screen. I used to have one long ago. I had a Motorola Charm is what I had. And it looked like a Blackberry. Um, so charming. And I had a Twitter widget that was just just a tweet box. So I like I didn't have to open Twitter. I could that just type in their dope. tweet and it would just post in there. That and that was the dope. coolest fucking part. 
of Android is, is the widgets. I also learned about a really cool thing called ATAC, which is like a tactical software that you can use. Maps, oh, yeah, offline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking for an old Android phone. Anybody has an old Android phone, let me know. I want it. I'll buy it from you if You're you want. I'd love you to send it to me. Phone. But I need an old Android phone. Not super old within the last few years, but I mean like one you don't use anymore. Let me know. Um, when are you going to get that flip phone, bro? The Christmas. dual screen. Christmas. Nice. Because the thing about it, my phone bill is like the oldest credit thing that I have. Mm-hmm. And so they're the most lenient with me. So I just stay paying it late. I'm Word. like, oh, I'll do it in two weeks. And so I just stay having like a payment arrangement. I could do it. It's I don't need to yeah. like. But Tactical I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't have to pay the $100 right now. Then I'll just wait, you know. So, yeah, I'll totally put it off two weeks. So. So and then to, you then you cook a beautiful expensive steak dinner for your wife. I do all life. kinds of shit. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um. And so to upgrade, you have to like have your account paid all up. And so I'm gonna wait till I get my Christmas bonus. Oh, we're... and then I'll pay off my whole phone bill, and then I'll get a new phone. So Christmas when we record episode 100, I'll have a double phone. Woo! It's gonna be hot. You're gonna, gonna have you two. taste at the same time. Yeah. Shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't want just one. I'm double phoning all out. Very nice. It's it's. All, it's even with both phones, it's less expensive than a new iPhone. Yeah. So I know because I have to get one now. Yeah. Not for me. Android or a new iPhone? I'm gonna get an I'm gonna get an Android phone, but Carolina is going. She's made the decision. She's gonna get that new 12. She's gonna keep the iPhone. Yeah, she's gonna keep that one. And then the thing about it. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I I still haven't figured out which one I'm gonna get. Yeah. I know I can get one of them dual screen phones though. I'm not comfortable with it yet. Oh, I can't do it. I still want to go. We're gonna go into the store and like fuck around with some different phones yeah. and see what's up. But yeah, I think double you guys phone. Have Verizon, AT and T, AT and T. Yeah. So do they have this? Like with Verizon now, you got to like call ahead of time and make an appointment yes. and then go yes. wait outside. Because for whatever reason, you can't. Then go wait outside. <laughs> you cannot. Yeah. Go to pick up a new cell phone without spending at least an hour at the store. It's no, like, it takes fucking forever. It's it seems. Insane. Well, now my big concern is because I have an iPhone getting all my pictures, you know, to make sure I have the shit that I want. So I have to. Can you go on like iCloud.com and just yes. pull it all until like. Yeah. A, so just, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Do that stuff. Pull beforehand. it onto a thumb drive and then yeah. move on. Because yep, then yep, yep. I can. I'll probably use this phone for Salt of the Streets shit, you mm-hmm. know? I'll use this for posting stuff and doing whatever. And we're going to have and three phones. It's and gonna actually, be we're gonna rad. Have four real soon. Yeah, we're gonna exactly. We're gonna be mobile, doing all kinds of shit, recording stuff by ourselves, and then coming here, fucking media lab, fucking ooh. mixing it up. Ooh. Yeah, it's gonna, I'm, ooh. yeah, you I'm like that? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, we're gonna yeah. have individual content that we're bringing. It's gonna be hot. Carolyn is working on getting herself a new computer, and yeah, cause she's she's starting to have some of that fuck you streaming money now. She's been saving up every dollar she's ever made on streaming. She's been saving up to buy herself a nice beastly machine. And so pretty soon she's about ready to cash that out, get a nice really? and then I'm going to Good for her. I'm going to fucking tinker and build um, build off that other one. Nice. Make us a nice big machine. Nice. It'll be a nice big permanent producer Fuck studio yeah. over here. We're going to have some real comfy hangout spots. It's going to be great. Slap happy. Yeah. Love it. I like the fact that the GoPro can just be like chilling right there and still pretty pretty much work out a little bit. Yeah. I don't, Got that high-powered USB hub. I think I prefer soon. this one. Yeah, okay, for sure. Not bad. I like the fact that it's that close and it still got keeps us both in frame. It's pretty yes. legit. So, yeah. Anyways. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to this show here? Um, I'm just trying to think of something wacky. Off. No, I don't. Really We're forgetting have anything. anything. I, I think we've covered. Check all out the Upper bases. Left. Yeah. One Dot just put out some new shit. We talked about that in the beginning. If you're listening to the very end of this, I feel comfortable telling you. We're working on a special project with Micaiah. Oh, dog. It's going to be sick. 
As long as I can wear my hat. That's it. That's all that we're telling you. Um, <laughs> no, we already did it. So that's it. Yep. All right, line time. I think you might know. You you will know, but I you just may not will. remember. Okay, Donnie, I got a German here that wants to die for his country. <laughs> Oblige him. Oblige him. Shh, shh.